Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Weather outside a bit frightful. But we're delightful here on a Thursday. Clip Brock, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, and the Chan Man, Chandler Honeycutt here with you to kick off a thursday edition of pirate radio live thanks for tuning in today on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington we're on 1250 9 30 you can find us online pr927 fm.com and watch the show and be a part of the show on facebook live and on youtube you can find us there and chime in with your questions comments concerns or what you want to talk about on this thursday uh, a couple of comments already in the Facebook feed. Uh, Susan Dean says, hashtag fire Matt rule. Paul Clifford says, I love Matt rule. <laughs> Paul uh, trolling along in uh, Happy Valley today. We used to uh, see a lot of Paul Clifford around these parts, Shirley Rhodes. He was always inhaling purple and exhaling gold on the ECU alumni show back in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What you eating on, girl? Reese's cup. Yeah. Were those your sunflower seeds in the back? Yes. I got a little uh handful of those. Oh. All right. May I have some of those, please? <laughs> it's a little too late to ask me now. <laughs> I probably should have asked before I grabbed. Uh, but thank you for that. All right. Uh man, we got a lot to get to on today's show, including the voice, Jeff Charles. He usually joins us on Wednesdays. We were pretty packed yesterday. So we <laughs> moved him to Thursday's show. We'll talk to the voice about pirate hoops the big transition going on with ecu basketball and uh, a whole lot more coming up in about 20 minutes or so brandon manning former pirate will join us to talk pirate baseball and major league baseball we are one week away from opening day of major league baseball pushed back with the labor stoppage but coming at a great time right after march madness a couple days after that you'll get some major league baseball so excited about that we'll uh we'll talk about that and more with brandon manning coming up at four o'clock also in the four o'clock hour for the first time ever we're gonna rage the anger management rage room rage here on a thursday we're gonna talk about what's peeving us off in the world of sports so uh if you have something you're angry about like susan deans that matt rule is employed by the carolina panthers uh let us know what you're raging about today you can drop it on facebook you can drop it on uh twitter or you can call in 317-1250 and we're gonna let some of the anger out it's healthy to talk about your feelings your emotions so we're gonna let them out today and that will be presented by the anger management rage room more on that coming up in hour number two in hour three troy d will be here troy's been known to go on a good rant or two maybe we'll have to involve him in our anger management rage room segment uh troy d will be here we'll talk to dg david glenn 
Mr. ACC to get his thoughts on Carolina and Duke going at it Saturday night, Final Four. And how about this? It's kind of disgusting. Pirate Radio will have North Carolina and Duke live on the airwaves coming up Saturday night. Do we block that game? We can, have to talk to Troy. Can they both lose? <laughs> Maybe we put on alternate programming instead <laughs> of Westwood One's coverage of that game. Uh, but we will have Villanova, Kansas also coming up. Uh, that one tips off just after 6. Shirley, I hate to ask you a question if you don't know the answer. When does our coverage time begin? I'm going to say 5. It could be before that. You're talking about for Saturday? Yeah. Uh, Our coverage begins at 3.30. Oh, yeah. Let's get a lot of pregame coverage for that, baby. Coming up 3.30 on Saturday. All right. So, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Talking about our guest. Kirk Kraft going to join us as well. Got a big track and field event coming here to ecu so we'll talk to coach Kraft about that and his awesome first pitch that he threw out sunday before the pirate baseball game how's everybody doing the champ is here cj schaefer another trivia championship last night two weeks in a row we're catching a hot streak congratulations thank you very much uh that streak will have to take a break at least for you personally because you will be hosting next wednesday night sure will for the first time ever Been so, crafting some questions together excited about that i'll be participating looking forward to that coming up next wednesday uh john moody is in with his uh gripe in the sports world the sports entertainment world so if you have a gripe a complaint something you want to be and moan about on this thursday uh get it in and we'll talk about it in the four o'clock hour during our anger management rage room session uh, segment and we'll tell you all about a cool place you can go in greenville to let all your anger out chandler honeycutt has not spoken because he has not been spoken to that changes now hello chandler what's up clipper nice to see you buddy nice to see you i like your shirt what are you looking at i'm looking at your shirt to see if i like it or not i think i like it i like your shirt thank you i want to shake your hand i want to shake your hands let's shake hands all right uh where to I be want to shake his hand. thank you Shirley, before you leave town, I need you to do one thing. Back that fat truck up. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. But I like where it went. <laughs> yes, sir. Hate to see you go. Love to see you walk away. Mm, Back that thing up. Can I get a tap on that one? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> It is the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff Chandler Honeycutt. We are two days away from a pirate scrimmage. We are nine days away from the Purple Gold Spring Game. But how many days away are we from kicking things off against the North Carolina Raleigh Wolfpack of NC State University College? Clip Brock, we are 156 days away on the David Price construction countdown to kickoff until the Wolfpack come into Greenville September 3rd to face the Pirates of ECU to kick off the 2022 campaign. Pirate fans cannot wait for Clip Brock, but started to inform you they are going to have to wait. They're going to have to wait 156 days on the David Price construction countdown to kickoff. Now, when you say Wolfpack, all I hear is Gary Hahn. Wolfpack. I don't know if that if that's your normal dialect. The East Carolina Pirates versus the NC State Wolfpack. <laughs> Thank you. Now let's get Jeff and Gary in there. 
talk to jeff uh, in just a little bit a little bit coming up uh shortly david price construction countdown to kickoff brought to you by david price construction run by ecu alumni david price construction specializes in commercial projects maintenance on facilities large-scale residential renovations and additions give them a call today 919-292-5532 or visit them online davidpriceconstruction.com for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs david price construction the proud ecu home services partner and uh they count us down and chandler uh getting excited when basketball ends you kind of have that lull now of course there's baseball of the ecu and major league variety and you got your masters and i guess you're you're racing if you're cj's heading off to a race so you got some things here and there but really i don't know summer's kind of a bore when it comes to the sports world we're all waiting for that kickoff in september yeah when june comes around and yeah. really the mid of the, the mid of summer when those magazines start coming out phil Steele, you got your phil Steele, athlon yeah you know, street and smiths all those magazines once they start coming out to local stores near sporting news local stores near you that's when the uh the fever the college football fever the pirate football fever starts to uh starts to kick in uh, can't wait to have Phil still uh, on the program once we get closer to kickoff on the David Price construction countdown to kickoff. But yeah, um, once August hits and you know you start seeing the team suit up for fall practice, uh, it's going to be at a very exciting time, especially coming off a really good year in Mike Houston's. Was that his third year as the head coach of the Pirates? So seven, seven and five in a bowl appearance. Obviously, that was not played. So you know, high expectations this year for this East Carolina football program. So going to be a lot of excitement, especially with the first opponent that you have here in Greenville, uh, the NC State Wolfpack, and uh, not just that game, but you also have three other home games after that game to kick off the football season. What is it? Was it the picture of Dale? Was that picture of Dale Steele? You're just, scary? you're just on a roll right now. I am on a roll, and I'm going to continue that roll. Four straight home games to start the football season in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Hey, y'all heard him. Don't look at each other like that. Four straight home games. So be ready. I'm ready right now. All right. You can be ready whenever you want to. Okay. But I am ready because every time we do this David Price construction countdown to kickoff, which is 156 days away, every, I get hyped. Every time she backs that thing up. When Shirley um, bats that, backs that <laughs> fat truck of hers up i am fired up for right. ecu football all right on the day for price construction kind of to kick off 150 what excuse me cj oh 156 days away oh somebody the hey chandler talking. it's wrestlemania season you know there's only seven matches scheduled for sunday we could add an eighth y'all should do a podcast <laughs> thank you clip uh Nice, nice plug there. Nice transition. Listen Wait, did to, you do a podcast? We sure did. We just got done recording a little bit ago. Be sure to listen to the new edition of the Pirate Radio Wrestling Podcast. I love new edition. <laughs> Should come out later this afternoon into this evening. Uh, we have a WrestleMania preview for you. All right. Sounds Sweet. great. So that's coming up this weekend as well. Starting to get some uh, uh, entries in for our anger management rage room rage segment we're going to do later on mike p mike ward john moody are in with their uh, gripes in the sports world so if you have any gripes let us know tweet it 
facebook it give us a call 317-1250 you can youtube it as well as we are uh, streaming live on youtube and facebook live all right it is going to be a busy day friday around these parts it is going to be very strange to be hosting a show pirate radio live tomorrow at three o'clock on friday and looking across the street and seeing shaquille o'neal dj diesel will be in greenville for doggy jams and i think they're doing it like right across the street right yeah, yeah. DJ, that would wait. be correct in the five point five points plaza dj diesel yeah that had to be expensive to get why do you say that because the price of diesel is high right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Was that supposed to be fun? <laughs> oh, man. We have fun. <laughs> we <swear>. have fun. <sighs> you know what? I'm very disappointed because they did not react one bit in that Studio B. <laughs> Worst joke you ever. Hated you hated it? Hold on. Cause I, I don't... That joke had headlights on it. I saw it coming from a mile away. <laughs> I think I don't think they heard it right, Chandler. Set it up again. Uh Shaq, my headphones off. DJ Diesel doing. is uh gonna be here tomorrow for doggy jams. DJ Diesel? Yeah, yeah. That had to be expensive to get. Why? Because the price of diesel is high right now. <laughs> oh my God. He did it again. He did it again. Woo! This man can't Woo! be stopped. He cannot be stopped. Jesus. Get off the tracks because the train is Woo! coming. No, don't do this again. Shirley's going to be gone. We're going to be here. Can we open up the door and let. By the way, all he's going to do is like hit a button and a rap song is going to play. Here's a concern that I have. That here's, I, a, now here's a guy. Now, here's a concern that I just thought about one day removed or one day from Doggy Jams right across the street. I wonder how much the sound is going to come through our headphones. Oh, uh, yeah, probably was, quite a bit. I was thinking that as well. And how much we're going to hear DJ Diesel just killing it over there. Yeah. Is he going to play the Kobe song? Uh, what is that one? That's uh, old school. They used uh, to play that on Rome a lot. Oh. Uh, where after he won a championship in Miami, he uh, he did a freestyle. Oh, and he kept saying, "Kobe, tell me how my butt tastes." Oh my God! Well, what? Like his Boston butt? <laughs> yes, he was having a Chandler's on fire today. He was having a neighborhood cookout. And he wanted Kobe to come by and check it out. Of all the jokes you made so far, that one was actually my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) The Boston butt, low-key. Favorite joke? I don't know. I thought it was kind of mid myself. Um, So, doggy jams. No, no, hold on. (laughs) No. We're going back. No, please. No, no. Shut up. You're not that that guy. Uh, Has anybody been to doggy jams? No, you have. Who who did you see? DJ Paulie D. It was no. It was no. Um, no. Just the tip was the main band. Ah, you can't say that on the show. Well, it's the name of the band. All right. And they were great. The guy, the lead singer, was on top of Sup Dogs singing uh, "Living on a Prayer" by Bon Jovi. Why didn't they just get Bon Jovi? Because <laughs> it's Bon Jovi. They brought it in. Would have been expensive. They brought in. You know, it's expensive. <laughs> Diesel. <laughs> am i right you i tell that. you who we shouldn't get 
Who Who ever, was supposed to be funny? Whoever sings that gasolina song. <laughs> gasolina. That gasolina. Who is that? I don't know. Right. I know what you're talking about. But so you know. had a good time at Doggy Jams in the past? Uh, yeah, I've got videos I could show you later on. Nah, I'm not interested. Okay. Uh, so that'll be coming up tomorrow, and we will be here doing a show while everybody's losing their minds across the street. So that'll be fun. At least during a commercial, we can walk out there, and it won't be hard to find them. That is true. We could uh, walk over, run over, kind of dive into the crowd, come right back. We got four-minute breaks. I think we'll have Troy D on the scene tomorrow. Troy D will be on the scene. On location. And Troy is pretty good at getting... H- hanging out with celebrities. At getting interviewed, at talking to famous people he is friends with coach k he's buddies with coach k he's uh boys with pd pablo no <laughs> are you friends with troy d no oh, okay um so yeah we'll have uh hopefully maybe get shack on who knows troy swindles shack into uh the studio yeah Let's talk to him for a little bit now that would be cool you imagine that giant man walking through those doors? He'd hit his head. And joining us? That'd be, a, that'd be fantastic. Oh, no, he would definitely have the duck under that door. By the way, we need to show Shaq the best time ever he's ever had because his son Sharif is in the transfer portal, transferring from LSU. What if Greenville just makes this amazing impression on Shaq and he says, Hey, hey, hey son, Sharif, Sharif, you're going to East Carolina. Oh, uh, uh, Sharif, I went and played in Greenville. Uh, Man, your Shaq needs work. Uh, yeah. Pretty good at voices. Shaq needs work. Uh, some breaking NFL news. Dang it. Oh, did you want to? Yeah, I did have it. Breaking news, boy. You can break it. Let's do it. Go ahead. Uh, former Seahawks Pro Bowl linebacker Bobby Wagner is signing a five-year deal with the Los Angeles Rams. Bobby How Wagner. Much? $50 million deal worth up to $65 million. That's what Adam Schefter said. I don't know what that means. Bobby Wagner has the most tackles in the NFL since he entered the league in, I want to say, 2012. Uh, but since he came into the league, he has the most tackles, which linebackers make a lot of tackles, but that tells you he has been not only very good, but very durable. So Von Miller to the Bills, which are not the same position, but impact defensive player Von Miller from the rams to the bills and the seahawks say goodbye to bobby wagner he ends up going to the champion la rams is aaron donald made a decision on what he wants to do i know he had said that retirement would be a possibility if they won a super bowl and guess pretty what, sure he's won one yeah pretty sure he's running the back uh with la so all right how uh, about the news with uh that was bright that broke yesterday during uh sports trivia Bruce Arians moving into the front office for the Buccaneers and Todd Bowles going to be the next head coach, the fourth black head coach in the league right now. So everybody I've heard break this down, including Rome earlier, says that this is a that Tom Brady got rid of Bruce Arians. Really? That's the only take I've heard. Hmm. That Brady says, I'm retiring. Tampa says, Well, what can we do to get you back? Wow. And he says, a new coach. I haven't looked much into it, so I haven't heard any of that stuff. So that's actually new to me. But he is still with the Bucks, right? Everything in public has been nice, nice friend, friend. You know, uh, hey Bruce, congrats, and Tom Brady thanks, posted. Tom. Yeah, so like maybe that's not the case. But everybody who is talking about this is saying that Brady didn't want to play for Arians. Wow. And you say, well, does he want to play for Todd Bowles? Todd Bowles is. He's not going to tell – he might not even talk to Tom Brady this year. Todd Bowles is a defensive coach. 
he is going to be the head coach and he's going to have that defense playing at a high level brady is going to talk to byron leftwich and that's about it well i was going to ask do you feel like this is going to be a situation where the head coach slides out and now tom brady is going to take the role of a player coach without actually having the title of coach well it's like Peyton manning in denver his yeah, last I year mean, it, i could definitely see that being the case who's coaching Peyton manning when he's with denver i mean adam Gase, exactly which tells you that nobody was coaching him <laughs> yeah. so brady runs this offense brady runs he doesn't run the whole team because Todd Bowles is going to run the defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, so Brady is basically a player coach at this point. And I don't know, Bruce Arians is a real – he's an interesting fella. I could see where he could be awesome. I could also see where he could rub you the wrong way. So maybe there is something to this. Brady got tired of playing for the GOAT. Bill Belichick went elsewhere, won a Super Bowl. I mean, Brady kind of – we. We say LeBron is now the GM of the Lakers, basically. You saw, see how that's turned out. Not very good. Brady's, in the rage room. Brady's making the calls, at least on the offensive side of the ball, for the Bucks. I never noticed this, but they had the sug boat on this graphic. I don't want to. Why you got to talk about that? I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, two days now in a row with no East Carolina transfers day's not over yet that so is far true it's promising. that is true you never know mike p says tell Shaq we will rename the court in Minji's to whatever he wants the Shaq general icy hot s-bomb printer court <laughs> that has a nice ring to it it does have a lot of advertisements it doesn't isn't Shaq sponsored by kia too i'm supposed to believe he can get into that car on his own yeah that is tough to believe uh blake griffin jumped over the hood of a kia once it was not impressive i've seen better I mean, he jumped over the hood. The hood yeah. of it, yeah. He didn't even jump over the car. I mean, it was cool, but we've it seen was not cooler. cool. I, well, I thought it was cool, but we've well, seen how old better. Were you, like four? No, nah, I mean, that was a legitimate question. How oh. old were you when that happened? No, I, what was it like, twenty ten or eleven? Mommy, right? mommy, look, he jumped over a car. Chill. Well, hey, chill, dude. He jumped over a hood, <laughs> son. Son, this is your dunk contest winner. <laughs> <laughs> do a lot of mike mullis impersonations all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return the voice jeff charles joins us he was called greg by mike schwartz last week but what did he think of his first interaction with the new pirate head basketball coach we will talk pirate hoops final four some baseball some football everything in between with the voice jeff charles when we return on pirate radio live here on a thursday back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. 
Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live, watching a uh, video of John Gilbert thanking all the athletic athletic trainers at East Carolina University. And all I can think about is how he looks like the cheerleader's dad on the TV show Heroes, the old show. Because I just started watching that, and John Gilbert looks like the bad guy. So now John Gilbert kind of scares me. A little nervous to be around him. Don't don't let John Gilbert, Gilbert scare you. Dude. He scares me. Okay. Next. Well, you were scared of your dad at one point because of a bad dream. Well, it was more I was scared of Inspector Gadget. But now, yeah, I'm afraid of Inspector Gadget, the Gown Heroes, John Gilbert, and my dad. And your father. <laughs> my Faja. By the way, fun fact. Fun fact. This is this is going to be fun. Uh, you better get the dancing because... Uh, Ted's coming? The first thing I ever wanted to do... Ted dancing. When it comes to my career hopes... Oh, okay. When I was a young lad... Yeah. Was an athletic trainer. Really? I wanted to be an athletic trainer. Break out the tape, huh? Ever heard of the name Ronnie Barnes? Yes kind of looked up to that guy learned about him okay uh dr uh andrews james james andrews i thought you know those were some cool guys they're successful interesting i said i want to do what they do then you realized and then i was like you had to be really smart really smart (laughs) had to put in a lot of effort effort you had to compete compete you had to be a part of a good bunch and i when did that dream (laughs) die uh or is it dead? Could you still do that one day? You're no. still a young guy. No. You're done with that? No, because I love what I do right now. And I love being with you. If we went down, if one of us, if I, you know, turned an ankle uh, on the way to smoke a cigarette, could you repair me? Could you rebuild me for the next segment? <laughs> no, but my dad probably could. That's what he went to school for. All right. Well, he's three hours away, Chandler. I need immediate help in four minutes. What do I do? Um, I'll call you an ambulance. Right. I'll call you. I'll, I'll call for help. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's go around the horn. Shirley, what did you want to do when you were growing up? I like putting people on the spot like this. <laughs> I wanted to be a music video director. That is interesting. Back you're in the, a, you know, cause I grew up in the era of music fan. Yep. And of course I grew up in the era of MTV. MTV. And I loved watching music videos and I always wanted to be a director. I cause I would hear a song and like I would have like a little movie playing in my head and I was like, I'd like to put that on paper one day. Did you ever pursue that dream? I did because when I first um when I first got to uh, take a tour of Barton College, um, they did not have a radio station at the time, and I was really into radio. I didn't watch a lot of TV when I was younger. Um, and they said, yeah, we've got a TV station, but we're going to have a radio station. You know, it should be up and running in about a year. Um, and that kind of sealed the deal for me. I pretty much wanted to go there. And ironically, by the time I graduated, still no radio station. Yeah. Matter of fact, I don't think there's a radio station still to this day at Barton. <laughs> there's just a sign that says coming soon, Barton yeah, Radio yeah, Station. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, Interesting. All but right. yeah, I did try to pursue it. Um, and then 
I, you know, my degree is in video production. It's a communications degree, but it is on the video side of things. But it's so antiquated because of the way technology has changed it's totally over the different years. Now. Oh yeah. yeah, that like I could sit here and stare at a computer screen and be like, I have no clue what this is. So it's it's antiquated, but uh, I did try to pursue it, but it just didn't really pan out. And and I. Right. I discovered I liked radio, just the radio side of things, way more than television. CJ, when you were a young boy growing up on the Philippine side of <laughs> Pittsburgh and Havelock, what did you want to be? <laughs> the Philippine streets. <laughs> the Filipino streets. Well, of, Clip, uh, I wanted to be in the Filipino mafia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I wanted to be a, a doctor. When I was real little, I found out how much money they made, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I want that kind so of you money. you were all about that green. Yeah, and then I wanted to be a... Uh, wrestler shortly after and then i found out how much they get hurt and i was like mm, i'm good so so here you are here i am <laughs> well you really settled in life <laughs> no when i got to when i when i started as a student here and started going to like all the ecu games i made a lot of friends uh who kind of had the same passion as i did and i was like okay so there's like an avenue for me to cover ecu sports when i get out of college so yeah. here i am in that sense no i'm i'm doing exactly what i want to do and uh sports trivia expert as well that's right what did you want to be when you were growing up let us know on facebook twitter and youtube all right let's uh head out to the pirate radio live line and visit with the voice when i was growing up i wanted to be the voice jeff charles now i get to talk to him that's pretty cool uh as he joins us here on pirate radio live on a thursday jeff how you doing today Clip, I'm doing great. Hope you are, too. Yes, sir. Doing well. And uh, we'll start with hoops, Jeff. We got the Final Four coming up Saturday right here on Pirate Radio. We'll get to that in a moment. But we had a little fun last week. Michael uh, Schwartz was introduced and uh, got to know some of the media members around here, do some one-on-one interviews, and he did one with The Voice. And, of course, he mistakenly called you Greg at the end of that interview. We had some fun with that, Jeff. But if you're willing to let it slide, we'll uh, we'll give him a pass this time, and I won't uh, sick the dogs on him. But uh, what, what was your, uh, your first impression of Coach Schwartz when you had an opportunity to chat with him for the first time one-on-one? Cliff, it was a good one. Uh, I think he's a very likable guy. I think he's going to work hard. I think he's going to be good to work with, and uh, I enjoyed my visit that uh, we had. Now, we have to all remember that he is dealing with the same issues and challenges that every other East Carolina basketball coach has had to deal with when coming into this situation, so he does not have an easy job. It's going to be a tough one, and as we know, two outstanding players have already decided to enter the transfer portal for ECU Tristan Newton and then Brandon Suggs yesterday, so... We don't know where this roster is going to be, Clip, as we move forward into next year. And I'm sure that Coach Schwartz uh, is very, very busy these days putting his staff together and combing the transfer portal and trying to recruit. I mean, my goodness, he, he has a plate full right now. But he's the basketball coach now at ECU, and I'm hoping that the Pirate Nation supports it. Yeah, the, the signs were pointing to Tristan Newton transferring and, and uh, maybe a little less than that, but uh, also Brandon Suggs potentially leaving the program that has happened and and now jeff sounds like just from what i hear tremont robinson white 
may not be returning to the basketball team you got to start to look to those younger guys the the new faces that we saw last year in brandon johnson rj felton and then we saw some of javon small alexis reyes on the court as well will they be back and i don't know from from what you hear jeff have you talked to anyone do you you know how much more roster change do you think we see um from this team from a year ago Good question, Clip. I don't expect Tremont Robinson-White to be back, even if the coaching change had not been made. I don't know if Tremont was going to come back or not. I think he's looking to the future and maybe doing some other things. That's not official, but that's kind of a sense that I get with that. Uh, Luigi DeBoe is a player that you didn't mention. I think Luigi, at last report, does want to come back. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll have to see how that's going to play out. And then Frank is, is another big post player, as we know, who's a, a good player. I'm hoping he comes back. I really haven't heard anything as far as uh, Lanzo's plans are concerned as well. And then you mentioned the young guys, and R.J. Felton is a very talented player. I think if he stays here, he has a chance to be a really good player. He's an AAC quality talent. Uh, I certainly hope that R.J. does stay. Brandon Johnson has a lot of potential as well. I hope he stays. We saw Javon Small late in the season get more playing time. I think Javon has a chance to be a really good player here, too. And we really didn't get a whole lot of information on Alexis Reyes as far as moving forward is concerned. Uh, So I'm not sure where he is, a kid from uh, the Northeast. And he had very limited playing time until uh, late in the season. And he was was a young pup. You could tell when he got out on the floor. He had uh, a ways to go. But he does have a lot of potential, and he is 6'7". And he does shoot it pretty well. He just needs experience. But with those younger guys right now, Cliff, I don't know where they are with those guys. I don't really expect Tremont to be back. I think Luigi does want to come back. Uh, other than that, uh, I think it's a, it's a day-to-day adventure for East Carolina basketball, just like it is for basketball programs all across the country yeah jeff and and you always say you know if you, if you don't keep up with the times you get left behind so we're kind of we're, we're talking around the what basketball is now which it is it's almost year to year who do you have this year and you'd love to develop a roster and and some guys will still stick around and and stay for three or four years but that is just not the norm anymore so we're, we're kind of we're almost bypassing that topic and just talking about who's going to be on the ecu roster next year because that's kind of the reality of the situation here and as you said across college basketball right it really is clip you just don't know i don't know how these coaches do it i'll be honest yeah you, know, you would think that they would be very frustrated and i think a lot of them are and i think of many of them who are veteran coaches who have been in the business a long time I think they wake up one day and say it's changed so much. I don't know if I want to be a part of it moving forward. Then, of course, you've got the, the young coaches who, again, are starting their careers or trying to build their career that feel a little bit differently about it. And they realize this is the climate that we're in in college basketball today. And if you're going to be in the business, you're going to have to deal with it. And I think about young coaches like Coach Schwartz coming in here at age 45 at ECU and then. As we just saw earlier today, the announcement, which we all expected, Shaheen Holloway, who's 45 years old, he's moving on to Seton Hall, where he played and coached originally after that great run at St. Peter's. So, you know, those guys uh, are kind of the younger breed coming along, and they just realize that this is the way college basketball is today, and this is the way it's going to be. And if you're going to be in the business, you have to adapt and move on and change with the times or you get left behind you become a dinosaur 
Well, Jeff, uh, we saw one legend leave last year. Another one will be leaving this year. Uh, Roy Williams for North Carolina and Mike Krzyzewski for Duke. And Coach K has his Blue Devils taking on the Tar Heels in the Final Four on Saturday. First ever meeting in the NCAA tournament, Jeff. I didn't think it would ever happen if we hadn't seen it in the past with all the great teams these uh, two schools have had over the years but it is uh it, we'll see if it lives up to the hype there's a great undercard too by the way that not a lot of people are talking about in kansas villanova but jeff this is a a stacked final four it's going to get a ton of eyeballs and hopefully the games live up to the hype uh, of these two you know in this situation i've seen it before clip where you have the marquee game everybody knows the duke north carolina game is the marquee game and the winner of that game goes on to play, of course, in the championship game. And so many times I've seen over the years, the team that nobody's really talking about sneaks up and wins the whole thing. So I think Kansas or Villanova, and I'm going to have to favor Kansas, especially because Villanova's outstanding guard, Justin Moore, is not going to play in this game. He has an ACL injury and he's not able to play. Kansas has kind of been off the radar a little bit this year. True, they're a blue blood, but who really has talked about them being in the Final Four this year? Not a whole lot of people. So I think they're in a pretty good spot. I I would expect them to beat Villanova, although Villanova is just so well coached. I mean, Jay Wright is a terrific coach, and we've talked about it over the years, Cliff. Here's this little school in Philadelphia that wins national championships in basketball it's really pretty amazing, even though they've had great tradition at Villanova down through the years. But you know they're so well coached, and they'll kind of muck up a game. And so I would expect them to be in it with Kansas. They'll play a lot slower. They'll play great defense, and they won't hurry on offense. They're making shots, and if they don't turn it over, you know they've got a chance to to be right there with a more talented Kansas team. But looking at it on paper, I would expect Kansas to win the game. And then the Duke-North Carolina game, I just think Duke has an awful lot of uh, motion going for them, uh, coming off the game that, of course, was played in Cameron, Coach K's last game when North Carolina blew them out. So I think they've got a tremendous amount of motivation going into this game. And I would expect to see a a Duke win in a Duke-Kansas championship game. And like I said, there will be such euphoria, I think, for Duke in beating North Carolina that... They better be careful playing if it is Kansas or if it is Villanova playing them in the championship game. Sai Seymour said something uh, earlier this week, Jeff, that, that stuck out, and it, it was similar to what you were going with with the, the team coming out of that big heavyweight fight not winning at all. But he said, just imagine the emotional stress and, and the all the emotion that's going to pour out for that winning team between Carolina and Duke on Saturday night. And then a quick turnaround to Monday – can they get up, you know, mentally, uh, energy-wise, for another heavyweight fight on Monday night after knocking off your rival in a game that you're putting so much into? And that that one's kind of stuck. I got Kansas winning it all, so that uh, made me feel a little better that if the Jayhawks can get by Villanova on Saturday, they might have a shot to win it all because of everything uh, the winner of the Carolina Duke game is going to have to exert on Saturday night. That's exactly right, Cliff, and that's the way I feel about it, too. Uh, I really think that uh, they better be ready, whether it's Carolina or Duke. If Carolina beats them, they better be ready to go on, on Monday night. And, again, I have seen this repeat itself so many times where you do have that big, as you say, heavyweight fight, and the team that wins it then comes out and can't get the job done then in the championship game. So it's going to be fun to watch. I think there's obviously in our neck of the woods here. I mean, everywhere I've gone this week, Clip, 
people are asking about Carolina and Duke and who do you think is going to win. So certainly here in the state of North Carolina, there's tremendous interest in this game. So it's going to be a fun game to watch, and we'll just see who comes out on top. Talk more about it later on in the show with David Glenn. DG will join uh, Troy D and I in hour number three of today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, we got spring football going on. We had Pro Day earlier this week, and I thought Jaquan McMillan looked really good out there. Tyler Sneed always looks good uh, when he's running routes and catching passes, and we'll just have to see uh, if these Pirates get an opportunity at the next level. I found it really interesting, Jeff. In fact, Mike Houston brought it up when we were talking to him and I thought at first he was kind of making a joke saying how many organizations were here. He said, you know, the NFL, the CFL, the XFL, the USFL, and NASCAR. And I thought he was just kind of throwing that in. But no, he was being serious. Dustin Lineback uh, from RFK Racing was uh, at Pro Day passing out business cards, kind of talking to guys and saying, hey, follow your dreams. If it doesn't work out, we got a great career opportunity right here in uh, in the state of North Carolina in Charlotte for you in NASCAR. And uh, I, I, we've had a ton of pirates go that route, Jeff, as you know. And that's pretty cool. I've never seen a, a NASCAR representative show up at a football pro day, but uh, that happened the other day. Well, that is interesting to note, Clip, and uh, my question would be, was the WWE there? That's a good point. <laughs> w there. Yeah. Because WWE's gotten very serious now about recruiting college athletes at yeah. NIL, and they have 16 college football players that they've invited now to their training facility. I think some people may not be aware of this, but professional wrestling now is just like baseball, basketball, football, or hockey, where you have guys who play in college, and then they go on to the pros, and, and that's kind of the way that wrestling is going these days. And I think uh, I read the other day there are 30 college athletes, both males and females, that have been invited to this tryout camp, if you will, that uh, the WWE is putting on in Texas. So in the future clip uh, at an ECU pro day, who knows, maybe Vince McMahon will come in here with his entourage to see if he can get a pirate or two. On that note, Jeff, it is WrestleMania weekend, and it didn't work out great. I guess I don't know how much crossover there is between wrestling fans and college basketball fans. There's certainly a lot around here that cross over, and it's a two-night event now, so it'll be Saturday and Sunday, and I believe uh, the schedule's out. I read a tentative schedule, and I think it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin is showing up on Saturday. And I'm going to be locked into basketball on Saturday. I can always go back and watch it. But just kind of interesting that it's on Final Four weekend, which is fine if it's only a Sunday event. But now that it's Saturday, Sunday, I wonder what the uh, the eyeballs will look like. But, again, it's on Peacock, so people can go back and stream it at any time. But I'm interested to see what those uh, numbers look like, Jeff. Well, I think you bring up a good point, Clip. I don't know how much of a crossover there is between college basketball fans and pro wrestling fans. You and I both know people who are interested in both of them, but I don't really know on a national scale whether or not that is the case. But you're right, they've changed the format, so it's going to be this weekend. It should be a great event. I know people who go to WrestleManias, who are big wrestling fans, no matter where it is, if it's in Los Angeles or Chicago or Orlando or in New York or Boston, I know a lot of folks that, you know, like going to the Super Bowl that they go to WrestleMania. So, you know, those people are hardcore. We know that wrestling fans are hardcore fans, and uh, obviously the, the wrestling audience has expanded a lot over the years. It kind of ebbs and flows, but 
Right now, I think uh, wrestling is back on everybody's radar pretty much. It has any interest in it at all. So, yeah, it's going to be a big weekend for wrestling, big re- weekend for college basketball. And, then Cliff, as we look ahead to next week, we're only a week away from the start of the Major League Baseball season. That's right. One week away uh, from baseball, as I mentioned, too, earlier this week. One week away from Harold Farner III at the Masters. So even though college basketball is wrapping up, we're going to lose the madness to uh, go into April. Still a lot coming up, Jeff. And, yeah, I'm excited for uh, MLB opening day. I kind of like that it was pushed back now. So we get to enjoy the championship Monday and then have some baseball to look forward to uh, coming up next Thursday. Yeah, that's a good point. And they're going to be able to squeeze the entire 162-game season in, even though they didn't get started. We should be talking about the start of the baseball season actually today, but they had to push it back uh, a week. So, yeah, the last uh, week or so I've been kind of getting the baseball bug again, uh, Cliff, and I've been watching MLB quite a bit here the last uh, few days and really kind of getting back into baseball. By the way, did you see that score with the Nationals yesterday? They got beat 29-8. to Alec Burleson getting in the mix a little bit there, Jeff, with three RBIs in that one. <laughs> Reminds me of those bad Little League teams they used to play on. <laughs> to eight. And uh, Anibal Sanchez started in that game, Jeff. He's been around forever, but to uh, to give up, I think it was 10 runs, uh, 11 runs, 10 earned, something like that as a starter. Man, that's a, that's a day to forget. Yeah, well, as you well know, I follow the Tigers. And he used to pitch for the Detroit Tigers. They had a nickname for him up there, Cliff. They used to call him Anibal Batting Practice Sanchez. Oh, not a good nickname. It was yesterday. Yeah, not a good nickname if you're a pitcher. What are the uh, the Tigers going to do with their young guys, Jeff? Uh, I think Torkelson is the the big name, right? Are they going to uh, to show off some young talent early in the year? Or are they going to keep them down in the minors? And Because and, a lot of this, Jeff, is about contracts too, right? They don't want to start the – the major league clock, uh, so they have to pay the guy sooner uh, rather than later. So a lot of it has to do with that, too, I believe. You're exactly right, Clip. And you're talking about Spencer Torkelson, who was the number one pick a couple of years ago, and then Riley Green, who's gone right from high school into professional baseball, who's a terrific prospect as well. He's ranked like fifth in major league baseball in prospects. He's an outfielder. And these guys are really young guys. It was not that long ago, it was it was this winter where they were talking about those guys both needed another year in the minor leagues, but that has really changed here once spring training started, and I believe both of them certainly will be with the Tigers and will be playing with the Tigers this year. Now, I don't know if they're going to be there day one, or if you like to say, you know, postponing it a little bit because of the clock and the contract situation where... The guys don't come up until a little bit later on in the season. So I don't know if they're going to go north with the Tigers for their first game next week or it might be a couple of months down the road. But they're both going to play for Detroit this year, and they've speeded up that timetable, I think, just a little bit. They are two terrific prospects, and the Tigers are putting a lot of eggs in that basket to turn that franchise around, which has been down for so many years now. But, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I've been watching them on TV here the last uh, few days, and those guys have got a chance, both of them, to be really good players and to rebuild that 
very proud Detroit Tiger franchise and get them back on the winning track someday. Yeah, and if you're not winning right now, Jeff, one thing you need is hope. And it sounds like you got uh, Tigers fans have some of that with those guys coming up. Saw Brian Packard hit a home run yesterday, Jeff, and and that's good because there was some some chatter going on about Brian maybe. Uh, being too injured to get back on the field he's had that back deal for for many years now that's kind of lingered with him but he's uh he's hitting home runs and still out there playing and that's a good sign uh if he can you know return to his form and hit like he has uh you know maybe he can make it to the big leagues one day but uh just great to see him back on the field hitting bombs jeff yeah no doubt about that really pulling hard for bryant and there was a time a couple of years ago clip the Tigers had him in their top ten as far as prospects are concerned. And then, as you mentioned, he's gone through the injury. So he slipped down a little bit now as to what the Tigers project him to be because of the injuries. But I can remember watching a game on television uh, in Detroit. It was I guess now it was probably two years ago where the television announcers were talking about this kid, Bryant Packard, and he was tearing it up at West Michigan, their Class A farm club. And so he was a definite prospect. I'm not saying he's not now because I think he still is, but he's dropped down the radar just a little bit, and it's because of the injury. So hopefully he'll be able to come back 100% and kind of get himself uh, back at the top of the chart as far as their prospects coming up. I've not heard where they're going to start him off this year. I would probably guess they'll start him off in A-ball at West Michigan, which is located right outside of Grand Rapids. They've got a beautiful ballpark there and they sell it out like every game they have. It's a terrific place to play if you're going to play in the minor leagues. So we'll be watching Bryant and pulling for him this year. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, are you going to uh, do your annual MLB predictions on a Inside the Booth on Pirate Radio this year? Yeah, it's really strange you mentioned that clip. I actually recorded that yesterday. All right, and, good deal. Uh, they, will, uh, they will air in April, and I've got a dark horse pick. As far as the American League, uh, National League East is concerned, mm. and I've got a dark horse pick also to win uh, the World Series this year. Well, a dark horse pick in the NL East sounds like you're not taking my Braves, so uh, we'll we'll have to tune into that. <clears throat> right, I've got I've got the Braves in the playoffs. Okay, winning the division ten four. We'll uh, we'll go over some of that uh, when we talk to you next week, Jeff. Looking forward to some Major League Baseball. Always enjoyed the chat. Uh, appreciate it, and we'll talk to you again soon, voice. Very great. Thanks, Cliff. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Charles joining us today on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll wrap up Hour 1. Coming up in Hour 2, Brandon Manning will join us to talk some baseball. And we'll open up the Anger Management Rage Room. We'll tell you about a cool place you can go in Greenville to let out some of that anger. And we got a lot of anger to let out of what's bugging us in the sports world. We'll do that in hour two as well. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this. Listening 
to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We got to talk in during the break about Lee Norris, who grew up in Greenville, was an actor as a kid, Shirley, mm-hmm. in Boy Meets World. And oh, played we, Minkus. We got to talking about him because Spencer Torkelson is the um, prospect for, for the Tigers. Yes. We were talking about with Jeff. And I said, Shirley, wasn't there a show called The Torkelsons? And I believe Lee Norris was on that show, right? Or did yes. I make that up? No, I okay. believe you're correct. Okay. But he's more known for Boy Meets World. And what else did you say? He played Mouth on One Tree Hill. Mouth? Mm-hmm. Mouth. All right. That was his, well, it, it, that wasn't his, he had a real name on the show, but everybody called him Mouth on the show. All right. Well, I'm trying to, uh, I want to do a, like a Where Are They Now with Lee Norris. So if you folks in the Greenville area know him or his family, family, could you please uh, contact me or contact him and I want to get him on for an interview and talk about his acting days pretty fascinated by that that would be a great guest yeah i mean local ties he's an eastern north carolina legend he is an eastern north carolina legend you're right about that chandler uh we got to take a break get into hour two but did you see um boy how far have the big bad bronx bomber new york yankees fallen when you got brian cashman he was doing an interview and i guess he's he's tired of hearing about how the yankees haven't been in a world series since uh or haven't won a world series since 2009 and he said the only thing that stopped the 2017 yankees was something that was so illegal and horrific so i get offended when i start hearing we haven't been to the world series since 09 because i'm like well i think we actually did it the right way pulled it down brought it back up drafted well traded well developed well signed well the only thing that derailed us was a cheating circumstance that threw us off Hmm. So, I mean, we are talking about a 13-year span, and he's talking about one particular 2017 series against the Astros. He did say, I'm past it now. Well, it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. But it does I'm bother over- me when it comes up. We built something that I can't tell you we would have won. I can't tell you we would have beat the Dodgers, but I do feel pretty confident that the Astros wasn't stopping us if it wasn't for those advantages. That's all. Uh, and... He continues. People are like, oh, we haven't been to the World Series. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think that's a true statement as it could be. We had a World Series team, and either you get it done or you don't. People don't want to hear that, but that's real to me. I think it's real to all of us. So let's all feel bad for the the Bronx Bombers. Poor them. That poor, sad, uh, this is a phrase that people use today, a poverty franchise. The That's New correct. York Yankees. There you go, Clip. Those pinstripes. I'm hip. I'm cool. I'm with it. I'm lit. I mean, he can be right about that one year and still not have an excuse for the other 12. Yeah. And we're talking about the Yankees here. We're not talking about the... Pittsburgh Pirates. That's a good example. If they went on a run and if they got screwed, 
I would kind of give it more credence. That's a bigger deal because it doesn't happen as often for us. If whereas... you're in here still complaining about it, I'd probably say, CJ, it might be time to get over well, it. Well, yeah. But you would have a legitimate gripe because the successes have been so few and far between in Pittsburgh. How many uh, – is there a big Filipino population that are Pittsburgh Pirate fans? No. It's it's a lot of Are German you the one-man fan club? Probably. It's a lot of German and Jewish people in Pittsburgh. Ah, 10-4. They have like a Filipino day at the ballpark. <laughs> and it's CJ. <laughs> and it's CJ Schaefer. Just me. Just a party for me. Attention, fans. <laughs> Direct your attention to the Jumbotron. CJ Schaefer to throw out the first pitch. Uh, he doesn't sound very Filipino to me. <laughs> when we return, we'll talk some Pirate Baseball and some Major League Baseball. I'm going to pull up some MLB win totals. And we'll go around the horn with the Nationals, Red Sox, Pirates, Braves, and Brandon Manning and I will give our thoughts on uh, those over-under win totals for 2022. All right, and coming up in our 4 o'clock hour, what are you raging about? Our anger management, rage room, rage sesh will be coming up in hour two as well. If you are being and moaning about something in the sports world, something you want to get off your chest, you can tweet it. Send us a Facebook uh, post. Call in 317-1250. We're back with a lot more on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Flip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Coming up in Hour 3, Troy D will be alongside. We'll uh, talk to DG, David Glenn. Carolina Duke coming up this Saturday on Pirate Radio. That feels wrong to say, but that is the facts, Jack. And also, Kurt Kraft going to join us to talk ECU track and field. they got an event coming up, and we'll talk about his awesome first pitch that he threw out Sunday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. We'll talk some baseball with Brandon Manning, former Pirate. And uh, we do have a little baseball to recap on our ECU baseball recap brought to you by Brandon Manning with Farm Bureau Insurance. You can call Brandon. Don't call him right. Well, call him now if you need him. Leave a message. He'll get back with you. 531-1812. You can schedule a review. Get a free quote. Brandon, how you doing, bud? Doing great. How you doing, Day Clip? Fantastic. see you, man. White chocolate. White chocolate. <laughs> Baby. Brandon will not let that name <laughs> no, die. Never. Thank you for never. that. All right, let's recap uh, a pitcher's duel at Clark LeClaire S- on several, Tuesday. Several pitcher's duels. Correct. Were you there uh, midweek? I was there midweek. Great game. Uh, went some with some ECU and some state buddies. Uh, always great to have some of those local guys come to a game with us. Uh, it was a it was a good game. Uh, I think uh, I was talking to my good friend Jeff Stylins, who was a pitcher at NC State. Um, and he said, man, it was better than everybody thinks it was. I didn't realize we had 11 strikeouts. We struck them out 11 times. They only struck us out five, and they threw some quality arms at us. We we just – Well, I said this, Brandon. If you told me State – like before the game, State's going to score two runs, I was like, I'll take that every yeah, day. Yeah. With their offense, Tommy I thought Tan- – Tommy yeah. Tanks, no RBIs. I mean – The problem Link, is – I think Link Jarrett's son had the only two RBIs. Huh. 
um he must have learned how to do he must have felt home yeah uh but uh i mean that that's great i mean I, I would take two runs against that team that team's offense if you look up they had multiple guys with a lot of home runs up and down the order you know top to bottom and it was just and the way they great. threatened early too i thought they'd put more on the board i mean we really came through in the clutch had some good spots hit early early by our pitchers mayhew did a very very good job getting some clutch uh strikeouts clutch ground balls um you know, Danny Bill came in and was okay. Not not as good as Danny's been all year long, but you know he he got a bridge over there, and you know we finished up strong that game. Now the problem is we couldn't get any across the plate. We just what's going on there? Ah, uh, we're not squaring balls up. I mean, y- you look at it up and down. I think uh, there was a couple of balls we hit deep into the outfield. I think one was a borderline rob in right center field. Yeah, uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward. That's right. Uh, we barreled a handful of balls up. Um, soon as we started hitting the right-handed pitchers they were like not lefty let's let's go lefty on them and we just had a this year we've had a hard time barreling up left-handed pitching i think on to cincinnati brandon for the conference opener and again we talked about it last week we've seen east carolina run through this league before uh not saying it's going to be the case this time but talking to aaron fit last week he says this thing's wide open in the american and i guess i mean are the pirates still the favorite at this point I really don't know. I mean, yeah. I, if you look at everybody's schedule, strength of schedule, you know who they've played, where they've played, and their and their you know wins and losses. I think everybody's tit for tat. Um, but I think the Pirates have. Uh, I mean, maybe they just need to shave the mustaches off and start over again. And that's what they needed. I mean, I, they really need to win the series. Don't have to get a sweep. Start winning on the road. Sweep at home, and we'll be fine. Uh, yeah, huge series coming up, as uh, I think it was Zach Agnos going into the NC State game said that was a pivotal game, and then this weekend is kind of a pivotal weekend to start out conference play good. You lose that state game, but you get two out of three this weekend. You're feeling pretty good returning home for Old Dominion and then Wichita State next week. That's right. I mean, last week we talked about it. Um, we had to beat State both games this year. To I, I said that was our – had to at least do that to have a chance at hosting a regional. We lost one uh, to NC State, um, so that's going to be a very strong uphill battle to host a regional again, but we can still finish out and get a good seed in a close-to-home regional, I think, with a couple of quality wins coming up. All right, so nothing's ever set uh, with Cliff Godwin when it comes to pitching, but can we predict Cooch Mayner, Giles, Giles and Gross? Or you think we'll see something different this uh, weekend? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I think Giles has been pitching out of necessity. We had some people I think banged up tight. Um, I really Giles can't go. I don't. He is not, in my opinion, a long-term seven-inning guy. He is one and a half times tops through the lineup kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So you're talking three innings, maybe four if you stretch it out, and. If you do that on a Saturday and he only goes one in into two innings, you've really, you know, stretched your bullpen thin for the rest of the weekend. I was going to kind of go glass half empty here and say, well, a lot of our starters have only gone two or three innings this year. However, we're coming off Josh Gross's best performance. And if anybody has had extended innings this year, it has been Cooch for ECU. Which is strange because going back, you know, to his, you know, freshman and sophomore years he didn't pitch a lot he had a very short leash um so coaches really again needs to start giving us seven innings we need some guys giving seven so we can get some fresh arms out there starting to see josh moylan hit it a little bit brandon 
You think he get he gets on track the remainder of twenty twenty two? I do. Um, just watching him during the game, before the game, he had that swagger back a little bit, um, which is what we need. Uh, you know, ECU always plays better when they have a little bit of swagger about them. Um, not when they're told they're the top dog, but when we're told we have to work to be the top dog. And I think that's what we need to start doing. Well, we're in that position right now. There's no more. There's not a number beside the name East Carolina. You know, no. We're we're we got. To fight our way out of this cam clonch right now he does not have he has about half the at-bats of the others uh that are on the you know in the lineup but he is leading the team in average right now at 390 it's just you know where do you put him do we start to see him in the lineup more well i mean I, I, he's your best pinch hitter for guys you know like a like a Ryder Giles, really, when he when he's hitting, uh, Ryder typically out there with his glove was yeah. a great job and a great leader on the field, good general to have out there. But you know, hitting Cam Clance would go out there and not really hit the full out of the ball. But I don't know who he takes out of the lineup. I, yeah. mean, I, I don't know who's who's. I mean, start can he play second base? No, Starling's second base. I mean, what do you what do you do? We're starting to gonna we're gonna see a lot more Jacob Starling. It looks like the second half of the season. It does. Um, I really like that uh, the athleticism we're showing up the middle right now. Again, I, I mean, I, I like Ryder, great guy, great glove up the middle, and, and good leader out there. Um, but we we need some runs. I mean, we got to have four to five runs every game if we're gonna give up two. We need three, at least three, but four to five is nice. Brandon Manning joining us, uh, looking around the landscape of college baseball. Did you see where Campbell put a, was it 26? 36. 36 spot on Presbyterian. I saw that. And then a few days later, Presbyterian beat South Carolina. <clears throat> I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that's baseball in a nutshell, right? Well, there. that's Campbell's offense, right? I mean, they're, they're, they go out there, they, they want to just run you to death. They yeah. want, they, they get on base any way on knock them in hit and run everybody i mean they i think they a few years ago they led the nation and hit batters and i think they got one guy right now just leading the nation or two guys right now in the top two or three and hit batters so if they get on base still is bases. that a skill brandon getting hit by a pitch uh charlie Jorgen made a career out of it here uh, at ECU. we had a guy at conley that we would tell like look man we need a base runner just and he would go literally just about put his foot in front of the plate get put on and then we pinch run for him <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, did you like come out of the dugout and clap as oh he was God, jogging we off high five you know <laughs> slapping him on the back yeah. we're, we're doing great stuff but hey it won us a few games there you go uh, everybody's got their role to play that's right brandon uh i see a lot of why do we do the fake bunting what are we doing with the the there's a lot of critics about what east carolina does at the plate as a baseball guy yourself you know any, what do you think about all that? So when you have runners on first or runners on second, and you may, it may not be the guy with the the most speed up there, sometimes it's seeing how their defense is playing with the fake bunt. Um, sometimes it's, hey, if that fake bunt and they move this way, what plays on, and do they change it up? It's not about that particular bat. It could be a bat two, two innings away from now. And I, and I think – People kind of like in football where that's you, right. you run a play to set up a play that, later that's right and, and i'm not saying that's what they're doing but in my opinion that's what he's doing i mean it's not all about just fake bunt get in the pitcher's head like you're in nine and ten baseball and wiggling the bat around no that's not what he's doing he's putting the bat they're pulling it back they're seeing they have to they have to play like we're bunting so we're watching them move and cliff's watching them move and palumbo's watching them move and everybody's making notes out there I wish uh, 
we were just doing like conley radio so i could say like oh you mean like tyler allen and everybody know what i was talking about <laughs> but nobody knows what we're talking about no but uh there was a guy that used to do that and he made the all-star team over me one year i was really upset really guy sucked <laughs> i love tyler saw him at a basketball game recently chad moore's laughing right now he's a state guy uh supporting ecu basketball very, so I, uh, yes. I like to see that yes we need a, more of that very good guy instead of ecu people supporting duke in north carolina which maybe we'll talk about later in our rage segment coming up mm. mm-hmm. i already have my rage statement yeah uh brandon's gonna join us in that in just a moment all right so uh where are we brandon we're a team right now that I'm thinking I, the the host of things out the window. Let's just say I, I, I think so. Now. Let's say that. that. Like I said last week, they had to beat NC State both times and sweep Wichita State to have the best chance. But the only way now is to go undefeated the rest of the season. And you know what? I'm still excited about this season. Let's let's kind of rise up. Let's get out of what we're doing right now and win the conference. Go win a conference tournament, get back in a regional, and see what the heck happens from there. That's right. The pressure's off a little bit. I agree. I, let's just go win, have fun. Um, I mean, go out there, guys. It's, it's ECU baseball. You're still the cream of the crop around here. You're still big guys on campus. I mean, let's go out there, get some W's, and go about our way. All right. right, let's. Uh, I want to talk some Major League Baseball. Let's take a break, Shirley. We'll come back. We'll talk uh, some MLB a little more college baseball and some uh, some local baseball as well once we get into our anger management rage room session. We got a new sponsor here, and we're going to have a lot of fun with this coming up later on this hour. A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live, talking a little baseball. We are one week away from the beginning of Major League Baseball season. Excited about that. Planning to do our annual preseason picks with Malcolm Gray uh, coming up next week. Always enjoy that segment. Uh, let's do a little over-under win totals for the season. So they are going to play a full 162-game season mm-hmm. and uh, just bagged up a little bit. Uh, and we'll go around the horn with teams that we are interested in. Well, first of all, the Dodgers have the highest win total, no doubt about that. At 97.5, they're over-under on the year. Followed by the Yankees, Astros, White Sox, Blue Jays, interestingly enough. By the way, Dave Roberts calling their shot, saying we are going to win a World Series this year. Yeah. Okay, well, what if you don't... He signed a contract extension. He's not going to get fired. I hate... I mean, that is just, again, a nothing burger. You know what? I'm going to say the Braves win it this year. If they do, great. If they don't, whatever. Nobody's... I like that pick. All right, thanks. By the way, the Braves' win total is 90 
The Mets are at 89 and a half. The Phillies are at 87. I think the Marlins, the Marlins are 77, so a little below that. But the NL East has three teams right around the same number. So uh, what do you think about that number, Brandon? 90 wins for the Braves. Coming off a World Series. See, I haven't looked at those stats. I was going to say 85 this year. Okay. Um, so that's a little too well, rich for your blood. Well, does it, is Acuna playing right now? Not right now, but he will. When is he coming back? I do not know the exact timetable. The good news is probably maybe a little sooner than later because he can come back in DH because there is a okay. DH available now. All right. So I'm, I'm going to say – they'll this. he's targeting may uh as a return so pretty shortly hopefully mm-hmm. next month mm-hmm. under 90 sounds like you're gonna go under under 90 all right i won't i won't like 90 but I, i'm gonna say 87 to 90 all right shirley's a red sox fan i'm a red sox you're a red sox fan okay so you haven't seen these Mm-mm. all right what do you what what is your win total for the red sox mm-hmm. or what do you think the gambling line will be what do i think the gambling line I say either way. Let's say eighty-three for the Red Sox. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Maybe bumped up because there's a lot of Red Sox fans and they're like a public team, so you raise that number a little bit. I think the Yankees are inflated this year. I do not think they're going to be at the end of the year good. Why is that? Because um, they can't stay healthy. Yankees I mean, numbers at ninety-two. No, by the way. Below, take below that. Okay. I, I, I'm saying the uh, this is the Blue Jays' year to win the AL East. They're fun. Uh, Red Sox gonna be two, Yankees gonna be three. Wow! I, I really think this is the best um, baseball division in all of baseball this year. Is the AL East because the Rays are always good? Because the Rays, I don't even know who they have, and they're gonna be good. Nobody knows who they have. I don't know who their coach is, um, but their their Rays are always gonna be great. They're gonna beat the crap out of each other. That's why there's not gonna be a ninety team. There there may not be a ninety win team in the AL East this year. Okay. I really don't. I think, and I, but I think they'll have both the play-in teams. Can Dude, that be possible? Who's uh, conference? Who's Wednesday. pitching for the Red Sox? Uh, Chris Sale's coming back. That he is. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen him in a while. He's, but you don't know what he's got. Um, oh, I forgot the Red Sox got Trevor Story. Yeah, that that's going to be a big one. That lineup they had yesterday uh, in their in their game yesterday, they put up like nine quick runs on your. Braves, I believe, yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, and then the Braves fought back. But that lineup they had yesterday was a very good offense. I'm not talking home runs for everybody, but I'm talking gap to gap, knocking guys in, hitting home runs when they need to, protecting everybody. A very good lineup. Uh, Sale, Evaldi. Evaldi's dirty. <clears throat> Pavetta. Waka, they they kind of fall off. They're going to need to well, score see, some runs. Waka's uh, been a, a traveler. I mean, he had a good start to his career. I think he broke out in like a divisional series and some playoffs. He was good with the yeah, Cardinals. That's right. And then um, then he sort of kind of want 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 did walk. Waka 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 Waka. Thanks, uh, Fozzie the Bear. Fozzie the Bear. Yep. There you go. Cool. Um, but I really think uh, for number four, he's a solid four guy. I really do. I've always got a bounce back year. I'm hoping Chris Sale can give us 15 or 16 wins. Um, if Aldi can give you 15 or 16 wins, I mean, I, you're not going to see any 20 game winners anymore, but those yeah. would be great numbers. Good news, CJ and Chandler. 
your teams are not at the bottom when it comes to win totals in 2022 because the baltimore orioles 61 and a half let's go over for fun 62 wins i think didn't they end a year last year like a pretty good strong end <laughs> i don't know i mean for them I'm, maybe I'm, no i'm serious they can go 62 and 100 and you can win your bet 62 and 100 i'll take that yeah let's do let's do that uh unfortunately cj your pirates are next 64 and a half what i mean are you excited about anything for no. this <laughs> i like how you're wearing the pirates hat today too no oh no. i am yeah you know what's funny i love key brian key brian hayes but i won't know uh, he'll be on a different team in three years so it doesn't matter that is a shame when you can't even get excited about like a three-year run because you know your guy's gonna go elsewhere he's getting traded somewhere that's gonna be the blue jays they're gonna start a three-year run this year and then everybody the, and then everybody Bichette will get out and, of their rookie contracts yeah and they won't pay for anybody no uh to the red sox and yankees and chandler your nationals still living off that world series from a few years ago they uh are in a massive rebuild 70 and a half wins i'm going under really yeah. that bad yeah we're still in that rebuild like you said we lost some leadership with ryan zimmerman retiring but you did bring in nelson cruz who has a lot of years in the league and still can hit we've seen that during spring training and you got some young guys uh, young stars and juan soto victor robles from that world series team as well uh who can help develop this team but yeah it's still uh it's still a a rebuild and it will show this year i'm going under 70 and a half i think their pitchers don't don't keep them in it i think you're right yeah i don't think they have a depth at pitching starting we used to how quickly things can change right that's right so uh there's a few of the win totals for 2022 excited about major league baseball getting underway next thursday it'll be fun all right um you're in a rage now? Let's rage! So this is something uh, new to Pirate Radio Live. We're going to do this every Thursday. We can do it throughout the week. But uh, is work making you furious? Are the kids making your blood boil? Does your ex have you seeing red? No. Nah. Why do we keep looking at Brandon? I don't know. I married my <laughs> high school sweetheart. Nah. I don't even remember my ex. There's a way to release that anger, and it's right here in Greenville, North Carolina, let your next therapy session be at Anger Management Rage Room. It's Greenville's premier rage, rage room. At Anger Management, you are free to smash, bash, and destroy inanimate objects in a specially designed rage room that gives you space to vent in ways that could create trouble in the outside world. Mm-hmm. For more information, check out Anger Management's website at Anger mgmtnc.com book your therapy session today and chandler we're going to give away uh what are we giving away here we're going to give a pass for two at anger management for so you and hannah can go yeah i I don't my daughter went at what like a little 12 year old birthday party like a few weeks ago she came back i want to do it again oh wow it was awesome awesome. it was like a it was 10 12 year old girls were in there beat the crap out of stuff (laughs) they got cars in there one side has a jeep one side has a subaru i think there was i think she said there was tvs in there all great oh yeah she takes donations you can you know give her glass uh uh like TVs, computers, keyboards, all kinds of stuff to to smash over there. It's walking distance from the studio. It's on Clark Street. So, um, yeah, it's a great way to get your anger out. It's a good therapy session. It's a good, like Brandon said, it's a good birthday party uh, sesh, too, if you want to have your birthday party there. So let's see what people are raging about. Shirley, can I get a little uh, music here? So 
Shirley looks like she needs to rage. Shirley's always raging. I think this was made for Shirley Rose. I just want to smile. <laughs> there you go. There's a smile. A bit of a smile. There's a smile. We're raging right now, Brandon. We don't need to smile. Yeah, don't yeah. smile. We don't smile around here when we rage. All right, let's <laughs> see what people are raging about. Mike P is raging about Rex Chapman on the TBS NCAA show. He is so bad on it and offers nothing, has a hard time providing insight, opinions, and material when he can't just rip it off from someone on Twitter. Mm. He also says, Rex Chapman, more like less of that man on the show, please. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a guy who killed a man on the national He season. killed Pete Gillen. Pete Gillen is alive. Rex Chapman's talking about R.I.P. Pete Gillen. That man's breathing breath. Rest in peace, Pete Gillen. That's like when Ellery killed John Goodman the other day. Let's stop killing the people that are alive. Please, people. stop, please. Mike Ward says it's 2022, and MLB is still not only having blackouts, now they're expanding to additional streaming services to watch their games. <laughs> please keep your dirty language to yourself. Yeah. Uh, Mike is upset about that. He's a big baseball guy. He wants to be able to watch it. And I agree with him. They make baseball kind of difficult to watch. I, I get tired every time I try to watch, like, the, especially, I think it was last year, the Red Sox and Orioles multiple times. Oh, yeah. Even on the MLB app, I don't live close to either one of those places, and they black it, black it out in Pitt County, North Carolina. Yep. No, your minor league people play, like, right, right down the road, man. I want to watch you play. The hell with you. There you go. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Rage. Susan says, my sl- small slice of anger today in most days listening to sports, a.k.a. Panthers, is I wish Matt Rule's square-shaped tongue-hanging face <laughs> <laughs> would just disappear from Bank of America Stadium each and every home game. Fire Matt Rule each and every day. I have a feeling that this is going to be Susan Dean's rage every single Thursday. John Moody is mad that The Undertaker didn't get a proper la- match last year because of COVID. Me too. Yeah, we have who he retired in front of boy. LED I wish I could have seen that old slab of meat struggle around <laughs> oh, the ring one more time. That's a weird way to put it. <laughs> slab of meat. He should come back with Paul Bear, or did he die? Did Paul Bear die? Dead. Brandon, we yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know. He is. See, he's actually Paul dead. Bear. Yeah, Paul Bear. I, they can probably find a lookalike. Ryan is uh, mad about. Biological men competing in women's sports. Whoa. Now, we'll move on from that one. It's a sports <laughs> show. Clip. Braves. <laughs> Tyler's uh, angry about Dan Snyder with the Redskins. Oh, boy. Well, who? Hey, guess what? Another day, another story. Congressional investigators have received info that commanders and owner Dan Snyder kept two books to paint different pictures of team finances. This guy sucks. That is, I can't even rage about it anymore. It's just like an everyday thing. You wake up and see Dan Snyder's a piece of crap human. Ty. Did he go to Carolina? In my mind. Dan Snyder? No. Uh, sounds like it. Ooh. Ooh. Roasted. Uh, Ty is upset that the Dolans refused to spend money to make the Cleveland Guardians, parentheses Indians, better and actually win. Actually, just Cleveland sports in general. That's got to be tough to be I a agree. Cleveland fan. Got to be tough. All right, uh, Greg Clemens is tired of players from jumping team to team due to the dang portal. Hey, there are 1,000 players in the college basketball portal right now. He's got a point. Yes, surely. 
That's what I'm angry about, the stupid transfer portal. It's like a giant black hole that just sucks people in and spits you. them out into other places. Gone are the days <laughs> of where you could have a player stay at one school for four whole years and you get to know these players. I mean, if we thought the NBA's one and done was, you know, uh, bad for college basketball. The transfer portal is ten times worse. I think if they would get rid of the one and dones, the transfer portal wouldn't be as bad. I think they should bring back the sit-out-a-year. I think they should bring that back. I think for COVID, it worked. For the COVID years, it worked for transfer portal. But the way it is set up now, I don't think it works at all. And I think it needs to go back that if you transfer, you sit out a year. I tweeted about Sharif O'Neal. He is transferring from LSU. His father, Shaquille O'Neal, will be in Greenville. DJ Diesel coming up. What they got, Did you hear that I, they hired DJ Diesel? It, it's, it had to be expensive. Why did it have to be expensive? Because diesel, the price of diesel is so high right now. <laughs> Gets me every time. Can Gets I be angry about here. that? LRB give it's you still permission not funny. to like do the full on recruitment from this from here. Yeah, we're oh, gonna. Cool. Let's. Um, Paul replied to that and said, "This guy portals more times than I go to the toilet." Toilet. <laughs> All right, Paul. Oh me. You know. <laughs> Redbeard says Brandon's bringing folks back from the dead. That's much better than Ellerby killing someone. I guess so. If you're trying to bring them back, that is a lot better than killing an alive man. I don't know if I'm ready to rage yet, but I'm tired of people being tired of the portal. Don't look at me. Look at Charlie Rhodes. Look at me, too. I get that we're... Look. I don't want to look Shirley in the eye right now. You know why you're tired of that? Because you, you're selfish. I want my player to be here four years. I don't care about his feelings. I care about me. I want to go to the game, eat my popcorn, drink my drink, okay. and Here's know the what, player's this name. This show's about no. to turn into first oh, no. He because wants to go somewhere? Too bad. I want him to stay here because okay, no. I'm number one and I'm a princess. No, because commitments mean nothing Hammer, if you're going to up and, and leave fighting? after one year. Hey, you get divorce rate. Yeah, that's the whole problem. Nothing. Why are these players leaving? What's the point of a thousand players leaving before April? Because the coach left. He he don't want to be here without his coach. Pull up your big boy pants and suck it up, son. Look in the mirror and say that when you walk into the arena. The hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? Everybody is being selfish in this scenario. We're selfish because we want to watch our guys. They're selfish because they want what's best for them. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing on both sides. Is it what's best for... How many of these players are actually leaving because... What do you care? This, what do you care about their well being now? This makes it because it makes no sense. Why I care where I'm spending my money. We have so many players leaving because they're instead of like a five star taking all your minutes. That's one thing, but you have players leaving because you might get five more minutes of playing time somewhere else. That's his decision. What do you care? That's a stupid decision. Says you. She's doing all great. Yeah. Says a lot of people who stopped watching college basketball. A good. That is kind of what I'm getting to. Because now will. Yeah. What are y'all talking about? What, something totally We're different. trying to get the hell out of this right yeah. here because this is about to be a rage room God. itself. We're raging. Chandler, That's what we're supposed to do. Why this is mommy the point and daddy of the fighting? <laughs> All right. I mean, I do why feel is better. mom and dad fighting? <laughs> it's fun. I don't even know what I was yelling about for a second there. My mom and dad were fighting again last night. But when you start yelling, you got to like, you got to keep I going. I almost see a vein in Cliff's neck. <laughs> First time I've seen a vein on these 
fat arms in 14 years. Well, uh, did we get all the rages out? You got anything? I've got a rage. We were out at EC Pro Day the other day. 28 of the 32 teams were there. Now, the Carolina Panthers had to be out there, right? <laughs> they had to be out there. They're in the state of North Carolina. No, they weren't. <laughs> they were not there. Were the Commanders? Hell yes, they yeah, were. They were, out they were there. there. Damn it. We, the right Carolina Panthers. We were cooking the books. <laughs> which are based in Charlotte, North Carolina, were too lazy to drive four hours down to Greenville, North Carolina and watch ECU seniors and NFL ho- hopefuls take on their pro day. Matt Rules. Now, people are probably going, hat. I had somebody last night say, well, what do they, well, we got offensive linemen. That's something we're looking to build upon. Maybe in the late rounds, mid rounds. Special team guy. We got a Jaquan McMillan guy who's probably going to go mid rounds, late, mid to late rounds. What's wrong with getting him? Why not give him a look? Just come and look at these guys. To not show up in your own state, that is a shame. A shame. And I am a, I am a, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to be a Panther fan. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Don't say that it. That was embarrassing. Oh, you can say that. That was embarrassing. What did you think he was going to say? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he acted like he was going to say something. Hey, we're going to need a of great importance, but he just paper said it was towel for the desk. He was spitting up a storm in here just then. Jacob says, "I'm tired." It's what, what I do when I rage. Jacob said, "I'm tired of Will Smith memes." God, they did get pretty old. They did get pretty old. So tired of that, man. God, I hate that. It happened. Get over it. Josh says, I got a rage. Uh, Tuesday night's game had no business being moved up for cold weather. Oh, yeah. Tell That's true. The coldest I've ever been in my life was playing baseball in college. Any any pick a year, freshman, sophomore, pit, when I transfer to you, whatever, it doesn't matter. We played in snow one day. Get over it. Why does... Well, we can't talk about the weather. If you're there three hours later... What difference does that two nothing game yeah, it make? It doesn't really. You're make just it. colder. No, it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, but this is where everybody can get their own rages out. Did you re- Did you hear uh, Chad Moore's comment? Did you just read that? Uh, Chad, I I'm, am tired of fans thinking these players owe them something. Preach, Chad. Preach, preach to the choir. I'm mad that the Orioles don't spend money and my team sucks. I'm mad that the music stopped. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> I'm, oh boy, I'm that was that we fun, can't guys. really have rage against the machine plan. Uh, I thought break stuff would be better, but we could mix that in next time. A little bulls on the parade, yeah. perhaps. That was I'm, fun. I'm mad that the damn ECU band plays Killing in the Name of by Rage Against the Machine four times in one sitting during a basketball game. Pick a new damn song. All right, let's not go or for the, the hands up. Why are or they the hands all? Up, oh, are let's they not all go limits? for the ECU pep band? We enjoy them the every breaking single news, day. Breaking news: the ECU pep band has entered the portal. <laughs> or the hands up. Are you going to tell Can them how dumb they, they are? That's getting God knows. Oh, you're tired of the all I do is all win, I do win, is win, win because that's not all we do. That currently. is a not a that is a lie. Just, it's the word I was looking for. I, I was talking to some state fans at the game, and they're like, yeah, we do not want to come to Greenville anymore because y'all play that song every other series. Well, I got an idea. Don't come to Greenville anymore. Crank the music back up, Shirley. Jesus Christ. I've got a, I've got a question, then a rage. Let Son me, of a gun. Wait, is this a rare question slash rage? Kind of. Is this a question rage? Do, does anybody here enjoy watching Los Angeles Lakers games? No. No. We're talking about LeBron James. 
Why Why are they on TV every week? Oh, my God. They suck. Get us get off my television. Who, who wants to watch that? Nobody. I saw the Turn Lakers and Knicks. Yes. I saw the Lakers I, and Knicks on TV a, a couple weeks ago. I would trade East, Co- East Coast baseball for Lakers basketball any day of the week. I would, too. The Phoenix Suns are on pace to win like 67 games this year, and I can see the Lakers on TV more than them. Thank you, CJ. Now you're... And the Celtics. And... Was this a... The, I'm, the Celtics are on all the time, too. Yeah, let's I'm, get them on. Wait a minute. Right, I'm a CJ? Celtics fan. <laughs> wait. Hey, here's one for you. You know what I hate? Announcements about an announcement. I hate that. Just make the damn announcement. Why announce you're going to have an announcement? And what's the deal with airline food? <laughs> I mean, come on! All right. I just flew. Oh, man. I feel better. Oh, we got to get yours. Oh, oh that's Ooh, a good I, mm, Do you want to say it on the radio? Mm. Baseball is God in Pitt County. We're better than more t- more in baseball than anywhere else, I think, all the way around, up and down. We have a lot of great baseball, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, some of the best travel teams anywhere in the nation. But your six- and seven-year-old baseball players do not need to be yelled at and thrown out there for you to fuss at them from the stands like they're playing for the freaking World Series. It is not important, and it is not making them want to come back. Quit trying to make your six- and seven-year-old freaking Bryant Packard and Spencer Brickhouse and all these places. I've been to several different little towns, and every once I went and go see a little cousin play, and I, then I had a game last night and got fussed at by a parent um, because I didn't correct the call for the opposing team. I was the opposing team. They wanted me to call against myself for my kid. Idiots. I said, ma'am. Freaking I, idiots. She said, well, you have no class. That was what they told her. I'm, really? Don't say that in front of our parents. Don't yell across there. Don't throw baseballs at us like y'all did last night. Chill out. Relax. Get some popcorn. Make a joke. Take plenty of pictures for Instagram and Facebook. Let my baby's going to be Mike Trout. I hope so, but they're not right now. <laughs> not at six and seven years old. Brandon, shoot but, from the hip. Thank you. Oh, Hannah, gotta, you're lucky you could get message. them to pay Hannah attention Manning. long enough. <laughs> Hannah Manning texts... <laughs> Brandon personally's are y'all, having, enough. are y'all having problems at home? No, she we're said, not. She said, she uh, watch she out. <laughs> she knows I can get off on this tangent. She, says, she yeah. says, watch it. Your wife is watching. You know, we got a lot of good baseball for playing for important stuff. I mean, all these kids playing all these tournaments are great. They're learning how to win and learning the right way to play baseball. But the six- and seven-year-old league in your yeah. small town. They're just learning fundamentals. Exactly. Ridiculous. You're, we're talking about a kid who threw a 10-second long throw to first base and the pitcher got off the the first baseman got off the bag our kid got called safe their coach told the basically volunteer umpires because they don't get paid enough to do this guy who actually is a a sponsor of uh, this thing you've got to be joking me you're freaking terrible really is six and seven year olds and what calm down and as an adult what kind of lesson are you uh oh god chris moore chad moore uh what, what thinking, kind of lesson are you telling those kids you know by I, I displaying that type I, of behavior in front of children well no they're the adults that go home and uh complain about today's youth like why are these kids the way they are and they're out there acting like a-holes. I was thinking the same thing, Chad. Chad says, I am raging that Brandon Manning is so calm. We won't rage. We won't rage. I can't do rage because there's the could, beat button's not right. If I could have the button right here where I could beat and not get the FCC. Jay says, so it's okay once they are nine. 
Yes, Jay, once your child is nine, you can do whatever you want Jay. to with it. Whoa, relax. <laughs> 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 Slow down. If it's, I don't know if you know the guy, Jay Searles. I know Jay. We're, you're starting to play real baseball when the kids are out there playing and there's more than one umpire. Yeah, I, I, it gets baseball gets more serious the older you get, but we're using a machine to pitch. There's no real strikeouts here. All right. Chill out. Brad. There, there you go, Chad. That there was good. Yeah. Brad says he's raging that we don't have Brightleaf hot dogs at Clark LeClaire anymore. Where's the Brightleaf hot dogs? That's a great point. Great or rage. that the best cheesesteak in North Carolina is only on special at Clark LeClaire. Now, I will rage against this. The freaking cheesesteak at Clark LeClaire <laughs> is amazing, and it should be there day one through the end of the season. It is amazing. Where it's is got it? A, it was just special for this weekend, so we all got it. It was freaking great. I picked out. It was amazing. Is it like the McRib? It only comes around at certain I, times? Maybe. Is it the Clark, I, <laughs> Clark McClare McCheesesteak? Dude, it is, I'm telling you, if you're ever there and you're like, hey, we're serving cheesesteaks on special, get it. All right. It's amazing. Woo. Everybody feel better? I will rage Ooh, that fat stuff. I feel better. And you can get your rage out, too. At the Anger Management Rage Room. In fact, we're giving away two passes. No, one pass for two people. One pass, two people. Right now? Right now. 317-1250. Shirley, what caller do you want to uh, give it to? Uh, let's go caller 12. Caller 12, the ragiest of all numbers. 317-1250. If you want to check out this rage room, Brandon said... Uh, this kid was in there smacking cars, breaking glass, having fun. Get your rage out. Take a partner with you and have some fun. 317-1250. Anger Management Rage Room. Two passes on the line right now. We'll be back with more after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, coming up on Saturday, Koyania Christian Center will be doing a free gas giveaway for college students. And uh, it'll be happening at the Walmart Memorial Drive location. It's basically the uh, Walmart gas station right there at the corner of uh, Memorial and Regency Boulevard. The first 200 cars will get free gas. It's for college students only. You have to have your student ID in order to be uh, eligible for the free gas. And once again, that'll be taking place on Saturday from 8 a.m. until 10 a.m. And congratulations, uh, congratulations rather, to Jennifer Basden of uh, Winterville picked up a... Uh, a gift certificate for two people is that right Chandler? Yep, a pass uh, for two people yep and uh they're gonna check out the rage room so we're gonna uh she's she has uh, agreed to give us a report after she uh attends oh, so she'll tell us what her experience was like that was fun raging we'll do that uh every thursday if you have a rage in the sports world or i guess anything you would like to discuss you can uh be a part of it thursdays here on pirate radio live Troy D alongside Troy D uh 
has gone on classic rants over yeah. the years. I gotta I like say, to jump in on this with you guys occasionally on a Thursday. The new Troy D, the 2022 Troy D, a lot less raging. No, I, I really, I was thinking about it today because I was afraid you were going to say, "What are you raging about?" I'm like, nothing really. I'm kind of laid back. I today. thought about that today. I really don't be, have anything I'm upset about. Like you'd be good for this, but you're not. You're yeah. a little more laid back. I know. I really have kind of mellowed as I've gotten older. That's younger Troy D would have been all about this segment <laughs> and probably would be de- be demanding to be the lead rager. Well, you'd probably be old Troy D would be raging at new Troy D about how much he loves Duke. Probably. That's <laughs> probably true. By the way, Troy. Uh, and by the way, I've been to the rage room. Cool setup. It's got Shirley Rhodes written all over it. She'd love it. So I think it would be therapy for her. I mean, it so. has softball bats. Yeah. Anyway, That's... anyway, I don't want to get too sidetracked yeah, on I ain't it. Using but mine. I'm just saying it's perfect for you, Shirley. All right, Clip, what were you saying? Um, is there any way we can get North Carolina versus Duke taken off the Pirate Radio airwaves Saturday night? Well, we are uh, the official home of the NCAA March Madness. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are carrying it all the way through. As you know, I love that opening weekend where we go uh, wall to wall. 12 noon until 12 p.m., which actually gave you a couple of days off because uh, we preempted PRL back in those days. Uh, it seems like a while ago. That was just a few weeks ago. But no, you know, as fate would have it, North Carolina Duke in the Final Four, we will be carrying. Who would have it? It is thought? strange to think about, we isn't it? We'll be carrying North Carolina Duke on Pirate Radio through uh, Westwood One. We'll also have the national championship game where K- Kansas will beat one of those teams to win the national championship. I like where your head's at. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk Probably. to. Although, wouldn't it be a great story for Duke? With you, I mean, honestly, to see Coach K go out uh, with the, as a national champion, I mean, you couldn't have written a better script. And the drama, uh, how they were like choking in the ACC tournament and how North Carolina beat them on their last regular season game to bounce back and to win on the biggest stage at the biggest moment in his career would just be incredible even if you don't like the guy you got to respect it it is a storybook that is being written and we'll see the final chapters coming up Saturday night and Monday night does Monday night matter of course it matters but I want to talk to David Glenn about this the team that wins on Saturday is that the Super Bowl? We like to put Super Bowl labels on things, yeah. Troy? Yes. Like, I, I think this game to Duke and Carolina fans means more... Than a championship. Yes, I think they'll feel... And they will celebrate as if it was a national championship, either school. Franklin Street will erupt, or wherever they go in Durham, the quad or whatever they call it, it will go nuts. That will be their champion. At this point, I think the national championship is secondary for those schools because they don't want to lose to either one of these. You know, I agree. Carolina doesn't want to lose to Duke in the Final Four. First time this has ever happened in the history of the storied programs. Because this is going to be talked about for the rest of our lives, whoever yeah. wins this game. It is the ultimate bragging rights game. Yeah. I mean, and look, and look, I know a lot more North Carolina fans than I know Duke fans. So, you know... So what are you saying? Well, I'm saying the Duke fans, I don't know that a few of them. I seem to get along fine with the Duke folks. But Some people agree it's a that, great story. Some, like Redbeard, don't, uh, Troy D. But, but you if, know, if, Duke, their own. if North Carolina is to lose, then you don't have all the North Carolina people you hear you know, chirping and tweeting and posting about. Oh, it's going to be... Uh, so. There's going to be a lot of mad people on Saturday night, a lot of happy folks. We'll uh, we'll talk to DG about it. Who do you think is going to win, Clip? Uh, if I had to pick, I would take the Duke Blue Devils. And you've done so well in the March Madness Bracket Challenge here at Pirate Radio. Your picks are, are always very accurate, correct? Are you being I, sarcastic? I am. Why? I'm in second. Oh, I, I thought you were. Oh, you. I thought you were at you the bottom. You need to get your facts straight. I, you, have you bounced up to second? I've been. I've, I was never at the bottom. Uh, Who are you, you know talking what? to? I apologize. And talking about. 
clip Brock. You're just I, making up stuff. I thought you were a second from the bottom. Maybe You're in I a fantasy it. land, man. I, I must have read it upside down. Who's this guy? You into fiction? I'm just trying this to get you guy. raging. I'm into nonfiction, Troy D. Uh, no, well, I'm uh, tied well, there, for second. Oh, well, who is at the bottom, Chandler? Who's towards the bottom? That would Someone. be Jenny Shelton. Do I look yeah. like Jenny? Well, don't make me answer that. <laughs> Someone's feelings are going to get hurt either you or By the way, Troy, you better be careful that North Carolina doesn't win a game or two or Bryce Williams is going to leapfrog you in the state. Oh, are you serious? Yes. Boy, no way. Dang. They're still in it? They're still, yeah. What channel's it on? <laughs> I put on CBS. I can't find it. He's going to be in trouble this week if he puts on CBS. How about he? I couldn't believe when he sent me a text last Thursday and said, Arkansas. He was he was watching Arkansas beat Gonzaga. I was wow. really proud of him. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get to DG. Let's take a, a break. It was at some bridal shower I saw. Couple uh, shower. There you go. Yeah. Cute stuff. That Bryce is uh look. He's not a one trick pony. He'll get his hands dirty and he'll clean up well. Troy did. All right. We'll take a timeout. Come back. David Glenn joins us on the other side. We'll talk uh, Carolina Duke. I got a football related question for David that we'll uh, talk about as well when we return also kirk craft gonna join us big yeah event coming up they got a big boy big track beat one of my favorite events of the spring the ecu uh track and field meet that goes right. on here what is it like up there with the masters and here in greenville oh okay local yeah. local spring events yeah this one's up there it's for pretty you. cool all right yeah we'll talk about it with coach craft uh in hour three and make you a winner it's all at on pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take advantage of the week-long carryout deal of all three topping pizzas for only $7.99. Order online today at Domino's. Com. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. ECU track and field coach Kirk Kraft going to join us later on this hour. Also, we have a giveaway for you. Clip Brock, Troy D in here. Hey, sorry about that studio malfunction. That was a first ever. I've been in this business like 30 years, Clip. I've never, <clears throat> I was in a break, had a cough, and I coughed out my gum. Went flying out of my mouth <laughs> into the floor here. <laughs> well, we're no, good but, to go now. No, Matt, I would have been if that was you doing that. I know you are a big double I standard. Know, guy. I am. That's true. But I'm fair about that because I'll admit it. <laughs> hey, a lot of true. people are to double standards that can't recognize it. You're, you're, you recognize I am a your double fair standards. double standard. Guy. Very good. That's yeah. why we like you, Troy Day. All right, let's go out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. <laughs> And we don't do this a lot, but we're going to talk about North Carolina and Duke yeah. here on uh, hey, Pirate look, Radio That's what everybody's talking that's about. That's right. <laughs> and we're everybody. David Glenn joining us today on the program. Always a great time to catch up with DG. David, how you doing, man? I am doing great, Clip and Troy. Great to be with you all again. Awesome to have you again uh, with us, DG. Man, what a matchup in a, in a dream scenario for the winner of this game. Clip and I were talking during the break. Whoever loses this game... Their fan base, their team, their university, this isn't like a regular loss. This will be like a loss amplified by 100. Uh, this will be like a death in the program almost when they lose, whoever it is, whether it's North Carolina or Duke. It doesn't get much bigger than this unless it was the national championship game, but this is pretty damn close. 
I agree with you, man. You know, one of the beauties of this rivalry is that whatever one fan base says, the other fan base has something to say back. And I've been around long enough that I remember when Duke won the NCAA title in back-to-back years, Carolina had the ultimate answer. They won the national title the very next year. And more recently, Carolina wins it in 2009. Duke says, all right, we're going to win it in 2010. Uh, And even more recently, 2015, Duke, 2017, Carolina with NCAA titles. Whoever wins Saturday night will have the ultimate sledgehammer to hold over the other fan base, at least until something else enormous happens. Because these teams have been playing, Troy, for 102 years. The NCAA tournament has been around since the 1930s. And yet this is the first time they're meeting on that platform, so... Yeah, this is a weird time in this rivalry because some people are all jacked up and excited about the possibility of winning, but there's a whole lot of people popping Xanax because they're nervous about what it'll feel like to be on the losing end. That's what I was saying, Troy D, during the break, that there's instead of talking junk this week, there's a lot of radio silence amongst Carolina and Duke fans because they're so nervous about this outcome. Oh, yeah. It's mixed emotions for sure, (laughs) and it's... (laughs) It's going to be fascinating to see. I do remember years ago, within the last decade or so, Louisville and Kentucky, which, of course, you know, are located relatively close to one another, and it's a bitter, hateful rivalry at times. They did play each other in the Final Four. Uh, the rivalry did not die, right? Like, it did survive. They, they still go at each other. So I'm sure we'll see some version of that in the aftermath here in this neighborhood, but it's truly unprecedented after, you know, a hundred years. So, and it happens to happen, you know, in Coach K's final season and after the Tar Heels ruined the party in Cameron Indoor Stadium earlier this month. So, I mean, if we were all Hollywood writers in a room somewhere, I'm not sure we'd come up with this many layers of drama. David, David Glenn joining us on the live line. I hate to date myself, David, because I look so much younger than you, but we're probably about the same age, uh, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and I remember one of my first memories ever of going to a sports event with my dad in the triangle um i believe this was late 70s uh as a kid to a duke basketball game i remember they got mike jaminski i think it was jim spinarkel and uh denard was maybe one of them Uh, i might have some of the names wrong but you remember it was like a late i think that team actually predated coach k what year did coach k start coaching at Duke. So K, K basically started the 80s. I yeah, remember. so I think this was like 1978 or 79. I remember that was my very first memory of a uh, college basketball game in person. That's pretty cool, man. That's that's a hell of a way to start. I feel that way myself because one of the first handful of Duke Carolina games I witnessed personally, I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I, I was not at these games as a young person. But just as a young journalist, I was there in 1989 in Atlanta when they played each other in the ACC championship game. At the Omni. Ranked in the national. Oh, they were both yeah. ranked in the national top ten. They hated each other. They, they had wicked battles during the regular season. And then there they were in the championship game. And it went down to the wire. And, and you know, Carolina edged out the Blue Devils. But... It was one of the most intense games I've ever seen in any rivalry. And that's, you know, what, what's 33 years ago now. Was that a Danny Ferry, like, half-court shot attempt? Or? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why that one's in the brain. Well, uh, Ferry, Ferry took it from, it might have been three-quarters court. It rimmed out. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have gone overtime. 
David, how important is Monday night compared to Saturday night? Like the team that wins this game Saturday night is going to have the ultimate bragging rights. Is it important for if you're Duke and Coach K to go out on top, win a championship, uh, for Hubert Davis to win his first in year one? That would be incredible. And maybe this is an obvious question, but Saturday night is so huge. You know, what about Monday night? You still got another game to play after you spend all that emotion and energy on Saturday. I don't know how the winner of that game is going to get back up and uh, and give it another go on Monday night. Well, I don't know if I've ever said this before, Clip, but you and Mike Krzyzewski are thinking in exactly the same terms. Because <laughs> that was his main message at a press conference earlier this week before the teams took off for New Orleans. He basically said, he is doing his best to help his players essentially fight human nature, right? You've got to block out the noise from both fan bases, but you have to view the trip to New Orleans as a trip to win a championship. And Coach K must have said versions of that five different times in a 30-minute meeting with the media earlier this week because he knows about that possible hangover effect that you're describing. And I would add that Duke and Carolina do have two very different challenges here. I mean, the lowest seed ever to win an NCAA tournament was Villanova in 1985 as an eight seed. The Tar Heels are an eight seed. They're not even supposed to be here. Hubert Davis just started his career. He's got plenty of years ahead. The Duke challenge is much different. I mean, Coach K is either going to retire with five NCAA titles or six NCAA titles. He's the one with more NBA talent on his roster. The Tar Heels might not have a single first-round NBA pick. Duke has three, four, or five in its six-man rotation. So I view the pressure as being much heavier on the Blue Devils, in part because Coach K, you know, it's either going to be his last game Saturday night or Monday night, um, but both coaches have your point on their radar it's just easier to say that you need to avoid that thinking than it is to actually do it and avoid that thinking and and david this would be a big game even if coach k wasn't retiring if he was coming back next year this would be enormous but knowing the fact that this is it for him he's down to his last game or two and what happened to duke in their last regular season game at cameron indoor for the big party what carolina did to them that has got to be in the back of their minds. This is their chance for redemption and a chance for payback on the same team. This isn't a year later. This is a month later that they can pay this team back. You know what a story this would be. And Coach K is one of the legendary coaches. He's going to go down in history as one of the greatest college basketball coaches of all time, regardless of what happens. But, man, what a story if he could get redemption on the Tar Heels and then move on to win a national championship and go out and as a national champion, as a swan song, as he walks off the court the last time. I mean, it's like a Disney movie or something. You're right. That's what I was talking about with the Hollywood script writers. I mean, you would put Carolina in the Blue Devils' path. Uh, the Duke, Duke looked nervous at Cameron Indoor Stadium with 100 former Duke players in attendance. They felt the pressure of the moment, and they bent the wrong way. Uh, Coach K said this week, he thinks the Tar Heels are a totally different team, of course, than they were in Chapel Hill when the Blue Devils blew the heels out of the building in the first handful of minutes. But he also believes Duke is a different team than the one that lost at home to Carolina, as you said, at the very beginning of this month. Here we are on the last day of March. That, that Carolina win in Durham was 
at the very beginning of this same month. So you can't, I don't know if you can have a greater mic drop than if Mike Krzyzewski pulls this off. He would have personally six NCAA titles, which happens to be the same number of NCAA championships for UNC in all of time under multiple coaches, obviously Dean Smith with two and uh, Roy Williams with three and a guy named Frank McGuire won one back in the 50s. So there's Carolina's six NCAA titles under three different head coaches. Mike Krzyzewski would, would eternally be able to say he matched that number by himself because Duke had zero NCAA men's basketball titles when he took that job at the beginning of the 80s. And they're going to have either still five or maybe six come Monday night. And thank goodness this game is on, uh, which I believe is on TBS, correct, guys? I think so. And because if it was on ESPN, oh my God, could you imagine Dick Vitale doing this game and just losing his mind on the whole broadcast? I don't know. Do we have faux Dick Vitale available over there? Hello? He's going to lose it as faux a fan. Chandler, I'm talking to you. Faux Dick Vitale. Does Chandler do Dick do, Can you do faux Dick Vitale? Does what he would say at this game? He's a PTP! Oh! <laughs> Krzyzewski, his last game. Unbelievable, baby. Glad Dickie V's uh, healthy. He'll probably be there watching this game, I would imagine. David, we talked big picture. How about small picture? There's a game to be played, and North Carolina won the last meeting at Duke, uh, and Duke uh, really blew him out in Chapel Hill. How about this third time around? Duke is a favorite in the game. I've seen a lot of people picking Duke. Haven't heard as many people picking the Tar Heels in this matchup. How about you? Uh, what kind of game do you think we'll see on Saturday night? I hope we'll see a great game. Uh, when it comes to these kinds of things, I usually just think first in terms of talent. And the reality is Duke has three, four, or five future first-round NBA draft picks. And the reality is Carolina might not have any. There's a chance Caleb Love develops into a first-rounder. Uh, but even Armando Baycott, the runner-up for ACC Player of the Year, is viewed much more as a dominating college player than he is viewed as a likely first-round NBA draft pick. And In fact, I just wrote an article at chapelboro.com where I've been doing a lot of March Madness stuff uh, that traces back essentially how hard it is to win the NCAA title without first-round NBA talent on your roster. So I under, Duke is favored, last I saw, by four points. I do think the guard play is a little bit unpredictable. Uh, when, when A.J. Griffin was awesome for the Blue Devils in Chapel Hill, the Devils rolled. A.J. Griffin was mostly invisible in Durham, and the Tar Heels rolled. So, you know, Caleb Love of the Tar Heels can be way, way up and look like a superstar. He can be way, way down and shoot two for 15. So I think the big guys on both teams are much more consistent. Bancaro has found his game at Duke as a top five NBA first round pick. Uh, Mark Williams has been a very steady presence in the post. Same with Baycott and Brady Manick of the Tar Heels. I, I expect great things from all of those bigger guys. I just think the guards are less predictable. And if R.J. Davis and Caleb Love can be better than guys like Jeremy Roach and A.J. Griffin and Wendell Moore Jr., uh, who are sometimes great, but sometimes not so great. You know, to me, that's where the game is going to be decided. I got to tell you, David, too, uh, the other game, I, Kansas looks so good right now. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to stop them. That's who I have winning it all. That's who I had in my original bracket. So, um, I mean, anything can happen now. Villanova and UNC actually are both examples 
of teams that really don't have first-round NBA talent. With all due respect to both Hubert Davis and Jay Wright, maybe it makes their coaching job look that much more impressive. Kansas does have first-round NBA talent in Agbaji, uh, and maybe more than him in Christian Brown, but we'll see. But it's, it's amazing, guys. I went back 74 years, and every NCAA champion for the last 74 years has what I call a top 30 pick. Nowadays, that would be a first-round pick because the first round has not always been 30 picks. I went all the way back just to see, has anybody won it all without a top 30 pick in the professional basketball draft? Answer, no. Nobody in 74 years. And, and that's why I look at Kansas on that side of the bracket, Duke on the other side of the bracket. Again, anything can happen. It's a good stat we, to consider right there. Right? The cardiac pack proved in 1983 under Jim Valvano, anything can happen. Yeah. They were only a sixth seed, right? I grew up watching Villanova as an eighth seed. Nobody on earth thought that eighth seed Villanova would upset John Thompson, Patrick Ewing, and the Georgetown Hoyas in the 1985 NCAA title game of my childhood. But the Villanova Wildcats played darn close to a perfect basketball game, shot the lights out, and shocked the world, as the Pack did in 83. So that's part of what makes this fun. Kansas should win, but that doesn't mean they will win. You can catch the action on radio right here on Pirate Radio coming up Saturday. We've got Kansas and Nova, and then... Still weird to say, Duke and Carolina will be playing on Pirate Radio live on Westwood One coming up Saturday night. David, while we got you here, before we let you go, I got a way-too-early football question for you because Pirate fans are always wanting to talk some football, and we want to know how good is that NC State team that they'll be sending over from Raleigh for the season opener uh, to kick things off in September. How good is that Wolfpack team that's going to be coming to town uh, for week one, David? Better than usual. You know, I've covered the Wolfpack for a long time, and I can't think of many examples where they were viewed as, you know, a possible top 10 team nationally in the preseason. Chuck Amato at times had that kind of momentum during his tenure with the Wolfpack, and I don't know. It's, it's too early to see. I guess they have some of those polls out, but the Wolfpack is going to be a preseason top 25 team. The Wolfpack, after uh, the obvious Clemson Tigers, are going to be considered, you know, one of the top contenders in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh, crazy stuff happens in that rivalry as well, especially when the games are in Greenville. Um, but, yeah, th- this is a quality NC State football team that did lose some talent to the NFL, no doubt about it, but has a really strong foundation under Dave Doran. All right, Dave, Ford, let's get out of here. Give yourself a plug uh, where folks can read about what you're doing nowadays. Yeah, Chapel- chapelboro.com is the – website where i've been sending most of my stuff i also still do things occasionally for accsports.com the website that i created a long long time ago uh but with the march madness on the rise the the best place to find me is on twitter at david glenn show and then online chapel b-o-r-o.com i have some fun stuff on those 74 straight ncaa champions among a lot of other things dj always enjoy it thanks so much for joining us again and look forward to talking with you again down the road Always great to be with y'all. Looking forward to next time. Take care. Enjoy March Madness. All right. Thanks, David. Great to hear your voice, DG. David Glenn joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. It is the 
Dukies and Tar Heels. I'm going to uh, I'll take Duke Troy D. I hope it's a good game. The first two, Duke blew them out in Chapel Hill. North Carolina kind of controlled it in Durham. I, I hope it's at least a, a good one. You know, one of the things I do like about Duke, they're like the minute, uh, a lot of things. Well, the minute the game ends and they win, surely you probably like this because you you kind of like Duke. They hit the themes, the the devil with the blue, the dun 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 dun. And the band just is, is right on cue. What is wrong? The with second you? the horn hits, and that, it just kind of fires you up. A college pep band just fires you up, doesn't it? A good college pep yeah, band. Yeah, but don't they, they like they hit it perfect timing all the time? Oh yeah. I, I just I like that little. It's kind of like Notre Dame. There's something about Notre Dame's fight song when you hear it right after Notre Dame scores or at the end of the game. They're doing the post game interview with the coach, and they're playing that in the background. It just it kind of. Get your blood flowing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get your juices going. Dookie D. <laughs> I don't have it. Dun. 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 believe it. Join me, Shirley. I can't do that. You're the only Duke fan in here, Troy D. You're the only Cameron crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. ABC, baby. There's a lot of Duke fans coming up Saturday night. All right, let's uh, take a break. Uh, you want to open up the booty bag, Shirley Rhodes? Sure, why not? Let's do it right now. She can't do it. Oh, let's wrap oh, up the, the show. No, sorry. Oh, Wrong man. button. Right. Got to get a Kirk Kraft. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, booty, they, booty, They're booty, side booty, by booty side. Everywhere. What are we giving away today? Uh, let's do lunch for two at tiebreakers. Lunch for two at tiebreakers. Great place to watch the games on Saturday. Uh, I was just there. I did. How about this? I doubled down at tiebreakers yesterday. Had lunch and dinner at tiebreakers. There is no shame in the game, you, brother. You know a restaurant's good when you can do a double header in the same day. No double hander. And you were there today. No, this was my takeout tea uh, from last night, okay. and I'm still They're recycling, using it now. Well done. Readaptive two use days up. worth of tiebreakers. <laughs> so this was last night's tea that I'm still drinking. Getting your money's worth out of it. Yeah. The breaker. All right, check out uh, tiebreaker. Shirley, what call are you looking for? Eight. Caller eight three one seven twelve fifty. We're back with Kurt Kraft when we return after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership, and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. And congratulations to Chad Moore. Yes, that Chad Moore, who uh, from Hookerton, who picked up a, a lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now back to you, Clip. 
All righty, Chad, not going to be raging about that. He is a winner. That's literally what I said to him on the phone. <laughs> Tiebreakers, lunch for two. He'll enjoy that uh, with Lucas or his lovely wife and watch some sports. All right, uh, back inside the Pirate Radio Studios, Clip Rock, Troy D, and Coach Kirk Kraft joining us here, the uh, the best arm this side of the Mississippi, joins us in the studio. How- <laughs> How's the arm doing today, Coach? You know, when I, when I threw that pitch, it was, uh, I'm not going to lie, it it was sore right after that but i think i took people a little bit off guard by going from the rubber going the what 90 feet is that what is this 90 so uh i don't believe in doing the first pitch halfways between but the catcher didn't have to move it was a perfect pitch i went from the stretch i was there runners were on base yeah i looked them back and then went to home is this your greatest sports achievement coach <laughs> um no there, there there are other highlights in my life uh but I will be honest with you, that is one thing I do look forward to each and every spring is to throw out that first pitch because even Coach Godwin, did you know it was 46 on the gun? I did not know It that. was on the gun. And when I went over to Coach Godwin, he said it was 46. And mm. then he did I ask I think you can me, get it a little faster next year. If I bring it over the top. Yeah. Need to work on that speed. Well, that's what it's about. You're, you got to get better. You get your times, and you improve on those times, that's just correct. like your, what you do on the track. So. And I didn't warm up, but what, about two, three minutes before that? Well, I figured you'd be tossing javelins around to warm up out there, <laughs> right across the way at the track and field complex. Nice segue. Like, four? <laughs> When's the last time you threw a javelin? Um, it's been a while. I've picked it up and have thrown it, but I don't throw as far as the Do you ever down. do, like, sometimes, you know, coaches football coaches i'll see when they're doing yep. drills they'll get their hands you know they'll like i was out there a pro day clip mm-hmm. you were with me and you saw some of those guys doing like they, they would actually some of the scouts did the drill They'll first be, yeah, to show them what it looks like yeah. i'll see uh i'll be out there with the basketball guys mm-hmm. and they're like kind of shooting yep. and doing the drills do you get your hands dirty out there at the track and field um, stuff are you throwing a shot put okay. are you are you doing the long jump are of you the, doing what it takes to show them how it's done of the 21 events there are certain ones that you definitely want to stay away from Hurdling. I was a hurdler. So if you ask me about my highlights yeah. in my career, I was a 110 high hurdler in college. It's a young man sport, isn't it? And, that, and, and that's a 42-inch hurdle. So that's one thing that you would not try to do at my age. Pop because a you would uh, hammy. Hurt, bingo. Yep. Another one that you wouldn't want to try is what you just said, long jumping, running down uh, the runway, hitting the board, and going into the sand. Yeah. Um, You'd probably fall face first and then have a, you know, it could be a whole situation. Be bad. Yeah. Steeplechasing. You don't want to take and try to steeplechase. Yeah, up in that water but what would i try i don't know you could throw the shot but you could throw the jab and those are less dangerous what do you think clip if you were going to go out there and do some of these events what would be your preferred track and field event I kind of see you as a shot put guy. I mean, that's about the only thing I got. I mean, you get, I can't you get run. that momentum behind you yeah. with a three spin. Yeah. You yeah. might be a heck of that's a shot That's about the only guy. thing. A weight thrower, hammer thrower. Yeah. Yeah. This guy could be a walk-on for you. Pole vaulter. Something that doesn't involve running yeah. would be my, my choice, probably. All right. So this weekend is the big uh, tournament. Yep. Bill Carson it, invitation. It's the only home track meet you yep. have all year, right? That's correct. And Which beats the alternative. You used to never have any home track meets. At least now you get one a year. That's exactly right. And uh, back in 2014, that was our first meet of, um, uh, this is our eighth annual. COVID we didn't do in 20 because of uh, the COVID deal. But this is the eighth annual Bill Carson Invitational. And I got here in 05. This is my 17th season. But when I got here in 05, we um, didn't host meets. And... Uh, Eventually, we got to 
14 and the facility was built in 11 right but to answer your question um our first meet was 2014 and it's nice to host a home meet in front of our own uh, fans professors parents all right and the cool thing about this saturday it's going on basically all day at the track and field complex right there on the corner of charles boulevard and greenville boulevard and it's free to attend correct Correct. Yeah. There's no admission. Um, also, I've that, been a number of years, and I, uh, I it's thoroughly enjoyable. Also, that day is lacrosse's home, and so is um, uh, softball. So I think that there's going to be some spillover between those two events, and it's the weather's supposed to be good. You know, knock on wood. Though. For people that do attend, what all can they see while they're out there? How yep. many is it? All the events they'll be great, able to great check question, out. Question, clip. Yep. Thank you, George. Yep, it starts at uh, on, on Saturday. It starts at eight in the morning with uh, the five Ks, and we have a four by fifteen hour relay. Uh, we have Senior Day at ten o'clock, and that is a special. Um, part of the day that we get to honor 17 seniors and then it kicks off with the four by one relay at 12 o'clock and it ends up uh, concluding with the four by four so uh, we're going to be out there all day on saturday from eight to four uh, and basically all day tomorrow from uh, 10 to 6. I would say, though, for like Saturday, I think 1130 is a mm-hmm. good time because that's when uh, your big star, Summer Knight, Bingo. is doing the pole vault. So she cause she was up in the NCAA as well that's last correct. year. I appreciate you bringing that up, Troy. She was third in the country last year at the NCAA Outdoor Track and Field Championships. And um, that is a, a very, very high accomplishment to uh, that, get third in the country um, and represent ECU and represent our program. Big deal. You ever watch the pole vault up close clip in person? I can't say that I have. I have, and it is very interesting. Hmm. Like, I just feel on TV, it take, in the Olympics, it takes something away. When you see that in person and how high they're going and, and literally how long that pole is. Absolutely. I mean, I'm like, damn. And it's not. And how much it bends. Yep. You got to see it to believe it, in and person. it's it's awkward. You know, you just just uh, we talked about clip. Just like, I wonder running, who the first person running was. would be would be yeah. difficult. But now you put a pole in your hand, and you're yeah. trying to go and, 18 feet in the air, and nah. you and and you're running down a runway as fast yeah. as you can run to plant that pole in that box. Don't it make you think about who was go, the first person that came up with this? Like, that is someone, an odd like, thing to do. Let me. You know what I want to do? I want to run with a big pole in my hand. Mm-hmm. I want to stick it in the ground, mm-hmm. and I want to go 20 feet up in the air to try and go over a crossbar. Mm-hmm and not kill myself well it was probably something practical maybe before ladders were invented you had to get on the roof and <laughs> to get up there they got a log and mm-hmm. got up and then they said hey we should make this a sport how was pole vaulting invented <laughs> you're my track you're supposed to know guy. this coach on, I mean, you can google it how was invented you know all right i'll check uh, that out you yeah. guys carry on so but but summer yeah she jumps at 11 30 on saturday and uh that would be a, That's a great a good time one. to come yeah, out and see her um. All right. You also had what was it? Not too long ago, you had your AAC. Yep. Now this is the outdoor stuff you're doing, track and field. You had your this in, weekend. Yep. Yeah. You had your indoor championships in Birmingham. What a month ago or so? That's correct. How'd y'all do? Um, the women were um, were seventh. Uh, the men were sixth. And uh, you know, a great time. Uh, speaking of summer night, she was the conference champ in the pole vault. Uh, we have a gal on our team by the name of uh, Brooke Stith. I don't know if you guys know that name or not. Bryant Stith. I know the, the Stith name. The, the AAC, all, everything. Back in the day, Bryant. Uh-huh. He's uh, coaching at ODU. He's an assistant his coach. His son, Brandon, was here for a short time. <laughs> That's correct. And yeah. then transferred to ODU with his brother. His brother was at UVA. So the Stith sisters are on our team. Brooke is a triple jumper. She was third. Uh, at the indoor championships, uh, just a both school uh, records broke school records. Summer yeah. night broke a school record in the fall. I just love her name, Summer Night. Summer what a night. cool name, yeah. Especially like for the Olympics, which is held on a summer summer night. night? That yeah. would be perfect. 
They do a huge, a beautiful story summer that. night, yeah. as in summer. Now yeah. she she's done really well here. Can she go pro in this? You or know, how far can she take this thing? Um, once you get to that level, um, there there is there is a huge gap between you know the collegiate level people and the in the professional level level people. But mm-hmm. you know, is that possible? Absolutely. Is there work involved? No question. Uh, she is a nursing major, okay. So she's going to move on, I think, with her life and and, um, and and a wonderful student, wonderful student. So she's going to be a nurse. We had eight all conference at the indoor championships. Um, so that momentum that we did indoors now uh, has propelled us into the outdoor season. All right, here are the teams that are coming to compete against ECU. You may be wondering this clip. Who else will be there besides ECU? We've got uh, UNCW, the foe from the east. Coming in from the beach. Uh, Mount Olive, ah, bringing in the pickles. Quite a pickle there. <laughs> UNC Pembroke. Mm-hmm. Will they go for broke at the track meet? I like this. The Citadel. Hmm. Raising their standards? I don't know. I was trying to think of something military <laughs> And uh, Virginia Tech, unless they back out and ooh, decide not to yeah. come and play and continue this well series. What year was Kinda. it? Kinda. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm just joking. Uh, but those are oh, that's, a hurricane. Yeah, that's a uh, you know what I like about it, Coach. I've been out there. It's kind of like organized chaos. Yeah. Because the first thing I'm like, what the hell? Like, there's yeah. so much stuff going yeah. on, and a guy like me that sometimes yeah. struggles with a slight case of attention deficit mm-hmm. disorder. I don't know like if it's the best thing ever or the worst thing ever well, because there's so much going on. You don't get bored. You know, I'm like, "Whoa, there's something over here. Whoa, there's something over here." I'm like, "Whoa, I'm missing this." You know, what I'm talking and guns about? going off. Yes. <laughs> and implements I mean, flying. Yes. People I mean, jumping in the better, sand. You better have your head on a swivel out yeah. there cuz yeah. there's stuff going on everywhere yes yeah and on that note it takes three umpires for a basketball or for a baseball game three for how many officials are out there clip great question that is a good question no you got two great questions from him and one from me let him answer it first of all it is a circus joy but it's an organized organized chaos yeah organized chaos yeah and to your question clip yes to to officiate a track and field meet takes a minimum of 20 to 25 officials unlike a soccer match unlike a volleyball match unlike a basketball game where you have three officials out there or three umpires you have a lot of officials and is everybody's like specialized in their yes sir all right by the time it's game day or what you would call a match a meet day a meet day it's a meet it's a meet Uh um and they're the, athletes, not players. The, the guys are getting ready to run the 4 by 15 By the time yeah. you know practice is over, mm-hmm. we're at the meet. Mm-hmm. Not to diminish your role, but one, I guess you just want to make sure everybody's where they need to be at the right time. So you got to make sure that they're paying attention. So yep. you got to be organized in yep. that way. But two, when it comes to coaching, yep, like what? Run faster? Like what? What do you like at the meet? How do you really? Pep talk. You, well, what do you do? Like how do you yes, coach them up okay. at that point? You know what? You got it. That's a good question. Thank you. There's no time. Thank you, Coach. In in track and field. We are on a roll. In track and field, you don't play defense. You don't play offense. Mm -hmm. You don't have a 30-second timeout. It's really you you competing against yourself in many ways. It's it's you are competing against yourself. And like the other sports, you're practicing all week. And on meet day, all the practicing and all the coaching should be done. So on meet day, go do your thing. What do you do during the week? You're working on your skill level. You're working on your your technique in the hammer, in the shot, in the discus. You're working on technique in the pole vault. You're coming out of starting blocks. You're, there's a lot of technique and a lot of skill that goes into the, the, the week preparation. But on meet day, um, but you are right. It's as simple as, hey, get in the blocks, and when the gun goes off, go. Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and no. All right, how do y'all decide a winner on this thing? Point system. Yep. First place is ten points. Second place is eight points. Third place is six points for each so event. Each event, and then so, it's a cumulative winner. Bingo. So if you win the pole vault and you're competing for ECU, that's ten points. Oh, that's kind of cool. How if do you Cliff think you'll do second, this thing? Oh, yeah. The women have won it. I think for the last five or six years. So I think the women would be favored so the, to win it. Oh, and that's great. Men need to step their game up, and men probably need to step the game up. Right. And uh, on the men's side, I think it's going to be a lot more of a competitive thing. Good stuff. This is good stuff. You come in. I I would like to head out there some and see this again. Go for it. Would you like to come with me, Clip? Sure. We'll make it a date. All right. I have a non Bill Carson invitational question for Coach Craft. Yeah. Why not? You're on a roll of great questions. I go to basketball games. You're always there. Uh, Thank you. I go to baseball games. Yep. See you there. How many ECU sporting events have you attended? Let's just say this season. <sighs> Softball, like you seem like you're. Everywhere. You are very supportive of. The I, athletic that's what program. I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you are a pirate, so you've seen me around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's a good. Thing. Or somebody that looks like you. Well, here's the thing. Um, married of of 38 years, so oh, she's put up with me that long. So he's looking to do other kid, things. Kid, kid, kids <laughs> are kids, kids are growing. Exactly, kids are growing. Can you blame uh, the guy on their own, and so it's more events. She kind of does her thing, and uh, but we go to get uh, men's basketball games. We didn't miss many of those. But to answer your question, yes, gone to softball, soccer. You're always there. Um, women's basketball. Yeah, yeah. 17 to, years now. Do you see right? 17. I years. will say you look the exact same now as you did 17 years. Come ago. on, Troy. No, I agree with that. He has. You are the Dick Clark of like <laughs> college coaching. <laughs> it's a Great you have not it. changed one bit in 17 years. Hey, you don't even like your hair doesn't even look any good. Different. Analogy, Troy D. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. 17 um, years. 17 years. It's incredible. ECU. Yeah, pretty soon you're gonna have one of these invitationals named after you. <laughs> <laughs> Move <laughs> over, Bill Carson. <laughs> no, I can guarantee you that. I mean, I can guarantee you I'm not gonna be here plus. Plus, much, 40 plus years. Well, how much more gas is left in your tank? There's gas in the tank. There's no question. There's gas in the tank, but, you know, 40 years from, my goodness, that would be another 20. That would put yeah. me... Uh, At how know, old? I'm 60. All right. I just, so you're 17 years in? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, 17. You've seen a lot of uh, basketball and football and other coaches coming. Yes. Yeah. 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 You've um, been a constant here. W- when I got here, um, Ricky Stokes was here. Yeah. And, uh, and now... In, now we have Mike Schwartz. Right. In football, when I got here, Skip Holtz was here. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I got here, Billy Godden was was here. Only one baseball change Correct. through all those years. Correct. Yeah. Yep. No track and field changes. That's right. We'll talk about consistent got our programs. Um, yep, Coach Carson and I, he was the men at the time. I was the women. And then they combined the the program. Yeah. It was split. So Is that as most of these uh teams have just one coach like yourself or are they split? combined programs. Every yeah. one of them has okay. men and women. And that's what's unique about what we do too. So I can't help it over here when you say uh Troy, you know, the organization part of it, seventy five athletes, five it's assistant coaches. You know, just trying to load the bus can yeah. be <laughs> problematic. Sure. Okay, okay at look times. I got two kids I gotta get to school. I know how hard that is. And I understand. Troy, you know what's really nice about when the season's over with, when my wife and I are just leaving? It's like you got your suitcase, you know, and just throw it in the trunk, opposed to trying to load 60 to 70 kids and all the into a bus and two vans. And all the stuff you need. And all the stuff we need. Yeah. And who's here and who's not. I mean, it's we do more by mistake than most people do by planning. I mean, it's 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 a it's a uh, it's a, a definitely a task to, to keep 
you know, control yeah. of that. Well, we wish you the best of luck, man. Well, thank and, you. And uh, once again, folks, get out there. It actually starts Friday at 10 a.m., we should say. Yeah. Correct? So yeah. there is uh, some events Friday. How long does it go on until Friday? Uh, Friday, we, we'll be there for probably about 10 to 5. So that's the hammer, yep. the javelin, yep. and the discus. Correct. So if you, like, going on. if you like the throwing stuff, yep. Friday is your day. Yep. If you like the running and jumping stuff, Saturday is your day. Tomorrow, a little wind. Um, I don't know, 15 to 20. Yeah. And then uh, I think close to 70. And then on Saturday. All right. I'm going to hold the schedule. Yeah, you I, take that I schedule. May, uh, I want to come out and see Summer Night. Absolutely. Check it out in person. Yeah. I'll be trying to uh, get a video for our social media. Coach, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Good you. stuff. And uh, I am going to throw that first pitch out again next year. In yeah, 20. let's increase your velocity. I think you could. Uh, Accuracy is great. No, no issue there. Yeah. Let's get a little faster. You can go a little faster. A little movement. Yeah. I want to see. Will you go from the wind up next time? Maybe you'll get a little more juice on it. I think you should be in full baseball out, like a. <sighs> baseball pants the reason i didn't want to go with the wind up is because i knew that thing would probably end up at the press box i Ah. wanted to go with something a little bit more under control understood understood yeah the wind up is anybody's guess but uh people are still talking about that pitch coach from the rubber yeah that's right well think about it who who else goes from the no you're right cliff chancellor uh if i pitched i would throw from the uh mound from the rubber. yeah well you know i would too chancellor uh the day before rogers went in front of the mound i believe did he bounce it he threw a strike that's what i heard he threw it in there in yeah. front of but he did not the... throw on the uh mound on yeah. the in front of the mound yeah yeah he didn't want to get his shoes dirty you're a rare breed coach in more you ways than one <laughs> from north dakota huh. shout out to north dakota really? did not know that you guys ever been to north dakota have not no sir good it's beautiful country good hunting yeah. good fishing got a good looking governor up there i see south dakota oh that's what christy gnome yeah she's a hottie yeah uh, she's christy gnome south yeah. dakota mm. yep she's a republican yeah. i'll have to google that yeah google her <laughs> all right that's uh for, for governors i'm just saying she's one of the better looking ones let's take your time out we'll come back and have more Sarah for Pam. you thank you coach <laughs> all righty on fire radio live we're back with more after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report for today. It was a rough day. The Dow dropped 550 points at 34,678. NASDAQ was also down 221 points and closed at 14,220. And the S&P was also down 72 at 4,530. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. Got to tell you, Troy, you, you're having a down day. Talk to Coach Kirk Kraft for a little while, I, I, and he, you're going to smile, you're going to laugh. He is one of my favorite coaches to talk to. One, he doesn't take himself so serious. I mean, he likes he's he's a down to earth, fun loving guy, funny, but at and, the same time, is very passionate about what he does. Very passionate, so, very knowledgeable. Yeah. Uh, not just what he does, but about ECU in general. Right. He is a he's, uh, he's a, a he's a huge pirate fan, but uh, he's fun to talk to. And a, after he yeah. walked out, I kind of realized the. What he kind of reminded me of, he's, he's kind of our Cosmo Kramer. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. 
He'll hit you with a bingo. He, he does remind us kind of like an East Car- if Kramer was an East Carolina coach. Kind of pops in the door would, real fast. It would be Coach Kraft. Going 100 like, miles an yeah, hour. Like, yeah, I mean. There's some similarities there. He is awesome. I mean, just never fails to make me smile. He's so. a fun guy. That and and I'm telling you, he is proud of that pitch. And I saw it; it was a good pitch. But he's yeah. he's still sorry I missed it. it. Yeah, you right. missed it. You, you did. I did miss it. All right, uh, wrapping up Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Been a uh, fun show, a fun hour three. Troy D. Talking talking to David Glenn. Also, if you're just tuning in, make sure you check out our hour two, where for the first time we opened up the anger management rage room right here in the pirate radio studios you can check out the anger management rage room go to angermgmtnc.com and you can get out all your rage troy d this yeah. is uh, a pretty popular deal they're on board with us here now at pirate radio and uh, i'm excited about it I'd like to welcome them on board and a unique business one of a kind here yeah. in greenville chandler so. where is this located for folks walking to check distance it out? from it's here walking distance right here uh in downtown greenville on clark street uh, right. right behind pitt street brewery yeah so. so if you're familiar with pitt street you're right there yep good deal all right uh good stuff troy uh what you doing this weekend uh that's a good question clip right now i'm just trying to get through the week and the month i'm almost through the month because friday all right you get through tonight you're through the month right i'm trying not to get ahead of myself i'm just trying to take it day by day sometimes <laughs> i asked you what you're doing two I'm, days from now i'm not sure okay well i think well i want i now i think if i'm in greenville I'll, yeah. saturday i want to check this out yeah. i do have dog oh by the way i will be reporting tomorrow oh that's right from doggy jams right i'll be doing some live reports there uh i've got a potential i don't want to overhype it and i'm not guaranteeing anything but a potential interview with Shaq. Do what you, a huge guest. If you get Shaq, what are you going to ask him? I don't know. I haven't gotten that far yet, Clip. I'm just trying to get through tonight right now. I'll work on my questions tomorrow. You really are. One, one uh, But if I don't get there. Shaquille O'Neal, I might interview Faux Shaq. Uh, I don't know if I have a really good Shaq voice. <laughs> need to work on it. Clip said uh, I don't have a good Shaq voice. I, so, think, I just said you need to work Doggy Jams is sold out, by the way. They sold 4,500 tickets. DJ Diesel's out. coming, Chandler. Did you hear about Dude. that? Dude. Uh, Troy, it had to be expensive. What's that? Why? Because the price of diesel is high right now. Oh, good one. Woo. Fourth time I've heard it. Never gets old. Never gets That's old. I'll tell one. you who's a real big fan of it. Shirley Rose. <laughs> My God. Tough crowd. DJ In the words Diesel. of Charles Barkley, that was a terrible joke. Terrible. Might terrible. see Lee D this weekend. At uh, Doggy Jams? No. Uh, we're thinking about meeting up halfway in the middle. Troy? He starts walking my way. I start walking his. We meet me in the middle. If you Wilson. start saying that Coach K crap around me, you know, I'm gonna gonna stop. Him. I took you to see Carolina <laughs> win the national championship. He did. He and did. now and you like Coach K and Duke. The first game that we ever went to with my dad was a Duke basketball game. My dad was a Duke fan before he became uh, a Tar Heel. You're game. such you a liar, Troy. You're yeah. such a liar. We need to get Lee D on here and talk about that. He started as a Duke guy and then somehow changed his allegiance to Carolina. Y'all drives us are a strange bunch. I don't, I'll never understand I got to figure out where he's at now because now he acts like he don't care about any of them yeah who knows he could be a big pack fan for all you know <laughs> all right troy d we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow yes live, look doggy jams. live from sup dogs doggy jams shirley Rhodes, enjoy your trip chandler we'll see you tomorrow cj schaefer we'll see you tomorrow as well three o'clock on pirate radio live so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation